Welcome to episode 30 of the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we will discuss and explore each resort ride by ride, land by land, park by park, overlay. Wait, that was last episode to determine which is better. <laughs> I'm your host, Jimmy, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer this long, elusive question, which is better, Disneyland or Walt Disney World? And thank you for joining us on this very first episode of 2021. This is officially our 30th episode. Thank you to our fans who listen and are keeping us going, especially through last year, which is finally over. And we hope for this, uh, hope for and expect great things to come. And if this episode is any indication, this will be a phantasmic year. <laughs> Disneyland's fantastic, by the way. Uh, joining me to confirm the above statement is from Scraping the Vault, Dan. Hi. I also haven't updated my Google Doc, but I am currently loading up the magic prize wheel of our 30th show. Ooh. Uh, oh. And from Concy Ears, we have Eric. I don't have any sort of fancy wheel. I wasn't told we were supposed to prepare wheels for this episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, Christy's out on assignment. So we are pleased to welcome in her in her place to help us celebrate this special occasion from Disneyland. That's Disneyland.com. We have Natalie. Hello, everyone. I'm Natalie. Hi. I don't have a wheel. I have myself and I have tea. We're going to have to ask you to (laughs) stop (laughs) recording button. Welcome, (laughs) Natalie. Thank you. Uh, so we're really glad to have you. I know this has been a long time in the making. And uh, before we get into it, the question that I have for you is mm-hmm. what is the one moment or series of moments that mm-hmm. made you fall in love with the Disney parks? Oh, man, that is that is such a hard question. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, I fully agree with that. I mean, like um, one moment or several moments. I mean, I think. For me, I uh, I just I think it's like my first time on the haunted mansion. Oh wow! Or at least it was my research into the haunted mansion. So it wasn't necessarily the act of being in a park. I I, I I'm from Seattle, so I don't like visits to Disneyland were rare. So most of my exposure after a certain point, like you know, was mostly just like DoomBuggies.com and Mice Age, which became Mice Chat and stuff mm-hmm. like that, following construction and stuff like that. But it was, yeah, reading Doom Buggies and really learning about the process, mm-hmm. learning about the Imagineers and learning about the art form. Right. And which ultimately led me to my career, which is right. as a, a designer in themed entertainment. So in a way, your sort of fascination research of Disney Imagineering and the things in the story that go into it helped shape your career and your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, on top of that, I mean, I just really enjoy the way that those artists communicate through every design choice in the parks, the Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, you know, whatever. I, uh, I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Especially the, the points of transition between lands. Those are my yeah. favorite, my favorite. They're so interesting. They're so fascinating. And I encourage everyone to pay attention do you have, to the space between spaces. Do you have some examples? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. It, it doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. Mm. But the that road that that connected um, Bugs, uh, Bugs Land to Cars Land or a Bugs mm-hmm. Life Land or whatever, Flex yep. Fun Fair. Mm-hmm. There were just these specific lampposts that were curvy and kind of patinaed copper green that looked like something that you'd find in like a, you know, 
Route Route 66 city, mm-hmm. but then also they looked like, you know, oh, they looked like like vines and leaves, but not like, but like almost. It was just right. Oh, so good, so good. Yeah, it, and it's interesting because you know all those details, which this show is going to be chock full of, right? And including spoilers, a lamp transition it, uh, in Main oh, Street. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, like trash cans is simple example of trash cans. So you go from one land and it's one design, and go to the next land, it's a totally different design that just kind of blends in. And at Epcot, there are music cues. You know, you're in each country, and each country has its own sort of you know, I guess stereotypical style of music. Mm-hmm. And as you're transitioning between those countries, there are speakers who are playing both. Hmm. Ah. And it's so, it's such a natural progression. You don't even notice until somebody points it out like myself. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about Disneyland. So for Sounds our good. listeners who have not seen our various show posters of late, uh, and before we talk about the origins, tell us what is Disneyland? I mean, it, uh, it's such a hard question to answer, but like, um, I managed to kind of narrow it down. It's basically, it's an absurd look at the works of Walt Disney, um, mainly focusing on the Disney parks, all at like either Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and then also um, all the overseas parks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just, it's, it's weird. It, it's irreverent. It's Dadaist, if you know what that term means. It's, I do. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's you're either going to love it or you're going to not really get it at all. And that's right. the way I like it. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm I'm somewhere in between, but I, I'm it's really I'm starting to get it. And I, I really enjoy it's it's not only irreverent, but it's also uh, um, it's uh, what's the word? Um, yeah, I, get this all out, Eric. I, it's, it's a love letter. Can, it, yeah, can, it if I can step in. I, I think. What I love about it and what drew me in immediately was the idea of there being a Walt Disney and mm-hmm. like who this person is and like <laughs> the mental state of this. <laughs> like, it's, it, it introduces the whole thing is at least to my, my take on it is that it plays with the flawed narrator narrator in a way that is so wonderful that it, it draws you in and makes you think like, who really thinks like this and what is their life like and why? And they have a theme park. <laughs> yeah. So we haven't gotten into the origins of Walt Disney, but I have a question uh, about that. When, when we get there, I want to ask sure. you about, so it, tell us about the origins. How did it start? Oh my God. In the best way possible. Uh, it started with a typo. I was literally <laughs> like, I was at work like, Oh, four, four years ago now. And I was typing in Walt Disney just because I, you know, like, like you do as into Google as mm-hmm. one does. And it came out as Walt Disney <laughs> and, you know, totally unintentional. And it made me laugh. And that to me, like, usually when stuff like that happens, I make an effort to write it down because mm-hmm. it, it's, it, it's, it means something to me anyway. I've, I did, I've done it a lot and this is really the only one that's really stuck. So Sidebar, real quick. Um, yeah. what's funny about that typo is that because we've been communicating so much and we've been using <laughs> the posters, uh, your poster. So I'm constantly searching for it. When I search for Disneyland, it auto defaults to Disneyland. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. I usually have the opposite problem and it's, and it's, oh, it's so frustrating. So that's did great you, to hear. Did you mean Disneyland? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> really? Anyway, 
That's great. Sorry, keep going. No, it's fine. Yeah. So yeah, I wrote it down and I was at work and um, I had some friends, my, my now fiance, May Cat, and a friend of ours, uh, Grant, Andy Garfield, who also works in themed entertainment. Um, they were visiting me and in my, in my office and they saw it written on my little whiteboard I had next to my desk. And they're like, what does that mean? What is that? And I'm like, oh, it's just a funny thing. And then uh, I think Andy like said like Walt Disney in like this kind of voice mm-hmm. and we all just kind of chuckled and laughed it was like oh how, how how funny and then that next weekend we all went to disneyland we, i live in burbank by the way so it was mm-hmm. easy uh we went to disneyland just to check out, i think hyperspace mountain mm-hmm. and while while we were there we had walt disney on the brain and we just started making up like what would walt disney call big thunder mountain mm-hmm. and what would walt disney call you know the matterhorn and stuff like that butterhorn <laughs> butterhorn and uh what was it borg oh I can't believe I forgot it. That's like, funny. There, yeah. There's a lot of them. Um, there's a lot of them. Yeah. So my question is, does, does Walt Disney exist yeah. in our universe? No. Okay. So, no. so he doesn't know that Disneyland is a thing. No, no. Okay. Uh, as far as I like, cause I get, I get super in the weeds with it. If I, uh, yeah. if I'm, if I'm allowed to yes, basically uh, Walt Disney in Disneyland exists in an alternate reality okay. and it is, and it is their version of Walt Disney. My intent mm-hmm. is always to try to I capture the um, aspirational spirit of Walt Disney, but just through the, the strangest wordplay and odd, you know, name choice for attractions and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So So how how I've described it to people in the past is it's like somebody were to type in Disneyland or Disney quotes or rides or whatever into like a, a a translator for like some kind of like Chinese translator into Mandarin or something and then retranslated back into English. That's, that's how I took it. I think that's the right idea. You know, I mean, it, 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 yeah, like I I have developed weird like methods over the years because eventually, you know, you just doing data is like mind exercises gets a little, uh, exhausting, but yeah, I, I think that's a, I think that's a great way to describe it. Yeah. I did data earlier today. Perfect. <laughs> I'm pretty regular though. So, um, oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so what is the, the funny thing is you actually did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to Google that later, but yeah. uh, for now, what, it'll explain what, a lot about it, questions <laughs> from our relationship. I think, <laughs> What is the overall goal for Disneyland? Oh man. Uh basically it's to spread mindful kind chaos. Mm. That's like kind of how I've like refined it over the years. Um my whole deal basically is to like offer the opportunity for people to question their world. I'm right. trans non-binary, so my existence is literally like living in like a space where when I go outside and I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm the odd person out. I am an odd oddity to the normal, to the normies around me. Interesting. So, yeah. So, so are you of, Disneyland personified? Yeah, I think I am. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, in every, in the way that I present myself and the way that I see my identity compared to what is, you know, seen as like quote unquote normal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that, yeah. And that extends to all most of the creative uh, things I do. And then, ultimately to Disneyland. Um, it just is a way for me to express my absurd Dadaist inclinations and then, you know, sneak in some aspirational encouragement through very strange quotes from Walt Disney. Yes. You know, it's, it's <laughs> I, I, that like, as much as I know people in, I, I'm going off of like the likes and everything on posts. I know people like the posters, Yes, but really, I really enjoy the quotes because I think 
Yeah. I don't know. It's like people aren't expecting it. They're not expecting Walt Disney to be like, just try hard, harder. Yes. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> that's what gets me. It, it it adds so much more and it explains the posters in a way because you, you mm-hmm. are getting inside the mind of of Wald. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Child. 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 Yeah. We're all we're all Disney child. So <laughs> that's true. And we're my next question sort of is a question to everybody. Sorry to put you guys on the spot, but what is your favorite poster and why? Yeah. Oh, I got an e- I I know immediately. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it's tough. Uh, there's a lot for me. I think it's Pringle Muncher, which, <laughs> which is a parody of people mover. People mover. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just, uh, for me, it's the purest example of how and why Disneyland works in my mind. It's just mm. the, the weird brainstorm session that thought up this weird sound alike name. And I'm just like, that's it. Yep. And when you know it, you know it. And that's it. Yeah, and some of them are just kind of fun plays on words, and some of them are more uh, commentaries on the attraction. Like my favorite is Jerky Rooms, <laughs> <laughs> which is Star Tours, but the, with the right. Star Tours font, that's exactly what it is. If somebody were to ask, what's that right? Well, basically, it's a jerky room. It's a jerky room. <laughs> and just to give you an idea of how many posters there are, we as a show have decided to, I mean, we, we're deep diving all over the place and we've decided that we can't do a, a land until we've really gone through all the equivalent attractions in each land, including restaurants. So we decided the obscurity of Casa de Fritos or Casa Mexicana oh. or Rancho the Pecos bill. And I'm like, Oh, she's not going to have a poster for this. So we better, we better get her to make one. <laughs> and she already had one. Yeah. That was, which, that was an early one, which is one of my favorites because it's the actual poster, which I didn't even know existed. So I've seen, I've been on your website so many times. I've seen that poster. I think it was made up or I didn't know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Mexican feud question mark. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. A, it's taken over as my favorite because of the episode. And then to notice in the corner, the free, the Frito kid with the the quote child on yeah. his who? <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. Anyway, so I, that was that was. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I I think um, I know. I said I definitely I know for sure what my favorite is, but now I'm torn. Um, but I, I know the one that I like. I dropped what I was doing and I like, I grabbed my phone and I started showing people that just had no idea. Like they're not, they weren't like Disney people at all. And I was just like, you have to see this. <laughs> and it was, uh, oops, too small. Oh, <laughs> it was, yes. just, was that adventures just, through inner space? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just, that is what the ride is. <laughs> <laughs> like jerky rooms. Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, well, we'll get back to you eventually, Natalie. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no problem. But yeah, like and the other thing I wrote down is the sayings. Like that was the second thing that the, the Walt Disney quotes <laughs> screaming help sometimes. That was it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, uh, Eric, you said yours, uh, uh, Natalie, do you, do you have a favorite? Did we get to that? Oh yeah. P- Pringle muncher. That's right. We did. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Awesome. So, uh, what, what are the future plans? For Disneyland. Well, I still want to keep up with the uh, weekly posting. I usually try to get a post out on Tuesdays and Fridays. Tuesdays is usually a poster. Fridays is usually a Disney quote. Trying to sneak in some interesting vintage photos that have been photoshopped up like in the middle of the week. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the continual things. But um, 
I honestly want to try making more merch, mm. more physical objects that are from Disneyland. Right. I've been ma- I made pins and I've made buttons and things like that, but I want to make a. Uh, I, I I'm planning to make like a map, like a vintage Disneyland map, oh, and sell cool. that. Yes. At a certain point, like I, I like my interests lie not in the digital space, but in the physical, you know, space and with theme parks and stuff like that. So I'm trying to do that even just in small ways with this. So maps and maybe like little ticket stubs, you know, right. artifacts that you can buy from Disneyland. So can I make a suggestion for a possible pen? If you please. haven't thought of it already. No, uh, please. Uh, maybe a Disneyland take on the who wants to be a millionaire play at pens that you would oh. get at certain oh. point levels. I don't know about these. Oh, I was- think I have. I might have one that got me up to like 30,000 points. You're familiar with the attraction from oh, of course. California yeah. Adventure? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that you got pins and stuff, though. That's oh, very yes. interesting. Oh, yes. A few of us that were able to um, <laughs> play the game several times. By the way. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we get it, Dan. We get it. Did you I win the giant eraser in the case, or <laughs> did you pick the um, the, the wacky wall crawler? <laughs> yes i exchanged my tickets <laughs> my real my real question is did you get a, Re- a regis philbin spider ring that's oh, the- <laughs> no but they did give me a lock of his hair which mm-hmm. is great oh, wow. i'm working on a clone right now um <clears throat> that will be the first cloned human being for sure. <laughs> um, um, so the, the 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 posters, which is I guess maybe the the main uh, the main thing on the site, the main draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney has done something similar that they've recreated the old posters using like Star Wars characters and that kind of thing. Is what you do too close to copyright no. in order for you to do a T-shirt? Oh, I do. T- I do T-shirts. I I don't. I don't advertise this enough and i really need to uh i have a t public awesome. and almost all of the posters and logos are, are available for purchase on t-shirts and posters that so you can buy like the posters like big size oh my god so i i can get a jerky rooms t-shirt yeah absolutely oh my yep. god you'll, you'll excuse me for a minute <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. All right. Great. Well, anything else you want to talk about Disneyland? Before um, we get yeah. into this? Yes. There's one more thing uh, for future plans and this is long term. So anyone that's any fans that are listening, this is not anytime soon, but this is my long term plan. I want to make a Disneyland art book. Oh, yeah. That, that collects everything, all the posters, all the vintage photos, like you know, it's kind of like following the same mentality of Disneyland of being like, you know, this is meant to be like an art book in the world of Disneyland. So, you know, treating it, I, I, I don't know if I want to have all the words like Disney, Disney eyes, like, you know, all the mm. paragraphs and paragraphs mm-hmm. at a certain point, your mind just starts to melt, but <laughs> that's my plan. <laughs> that's like really great. Better. What a great idea. We, we talked about doing a coffee table book once we're sort of quote unquote done with this show is mm-hmm. doing a, a Supreme Resort coffee table book, Land View World, and kind of basically have each page you open up on the left side, Disneyland, on the right side, Disney World, and kind of recap all the features of all the things. But I think that would be a little bit tricky because we're using actual Disney images. So, yep. But- well, and, and also, the Supreme Resort will not be completed as long as there's... <laughs> the imagination left in the um, podcast. As long as we keep finding things. Something. Yeah. I don't know. 
<clears throat> so uh, today's episode, are you guys ready to get into it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'll be first in line to buy that book. Oh, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Um, so today is a big one. It's our 30th episode. I say officially 30th because um, we've released more than 30 shows, but one of them was like uh, the most patriotic thing Disney ever did. And that was like episode 26 and a half. And then there was this one I was looking through the feed and there was one about Six Flags. And I don't know how it got on there, but anyway. Um, and then we've released, obviously, Scraping the Vault, formerly Cash Grab. So technically, this is more than 30, but we're officially calling this number 30. And which is why we brought in Natalie as a very special guest who is a uber nerd like us when it comes to Disney parks. And so she wanted to talk about, um, I don't know, you, you kind of open it up to whatever, but we, I think we landed on main street because yes. it's a, a very big subject. It's the, it's the entrance to the park. It's the opening credits, if you will, it's the lobby and we'll get into that. Um, but the episode is the case of the main streets, USA great V just okay. which is which you'll have to find out for yourself uh all right so how we're going to do this because it's a little discombobulated uh is we are going to first introduce main street usa what is it so before we get into that i will be acting as jury natalie will be acting as judge and dan will be acting for disneyland and eric for disney world and if Natalie feels that whatever points, facts, factoids, uh, or interesting tidbits that we are better at Disneyland, you will hear this sound. Excuse nice. Me. I love it. And Natalie, you want to explain why that is the sound for Disneyland? Oh, absolutely. So that's a, uh, a, a clip from a Steve Martin comedy show. I think it's like, let's get small, I think, or let's get big. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. I think it's, it's, like it's from let's the get album after that. Yeah. So it's, it's a uh, wild and crazy guy, maybe. Yeah. It's something. Uh, yes, it is. That's something like that. So uh, I picked that because uh, Steve Martin is well known as being an employee of the magic shop at right. Disneyland back in the 70s, I think, 60s, yep. something like that. I like it being, I like being super obscure. <laughs> Do you know why you're our people? Is that if I were to choose a sound for Disneyland's Main Street, that is 100% exactly what I would show them. <laughs> and oh, fantastic. I didn't, I didn't listen to the sounds prior to this because I wanted to be surprised, but that's, if you were to ask me, I, that's what I would have done. Um, all right. And if Eric says something, same, same though with all the things I said before uh, about Disney World Main Street, you will hear this sound. Orlando, Florida. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and of course, as can happen, if one of us inadvertently or accidentally says something in favor of the other one, <laughs> then you'll also hear the other one sound. That's right. So uh, points are given at the judge's uh, behest, at the judge's discretion. So uh, let's get started. What is Main Street? Dan and Eric. Main Street USA is located in Disneyland and Walt Disney World. And I'm vamping as I try to find the notes that are in my head. <laughs> well, listen, this was your idea, so well, <laughs> you should look, be ready. Look, I well, let, okay, I, I'll, let's start with the let's start with the, the 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 fantastic version of this. The the idea that Main Street was designed that the entrance to the parks and Main Street were designed as a a movie it basically is the start of a movie how about we start with that yes please Uh, yeah i love that idealized version um as you walk into the park you get through the turnstiles you're looking at a big a big mickey made out of flowers and a train station this is the the curtain that obscures the the movie theater 
screen. As you, as you walk in, you sit down. You're getting ready to leave the normal world and enter a world of, of fantastic journeys. You head either left or right. Um, pause. I know I just got started. Left or right, and uh, is it the same on either coast? Yeah, there's red carpet, right? The tiles are red, and that's supposed to imitate red carpet. So everybody is a is a VIP red carpet rollout. You go into the lobby, and then you walk under the the, the tunnels where you have the movie posters of coming attractions, right? Well, you, you, yes, that is correct, but you're you're ignoring my question, my very oh, important sorry. question. <laughs> do, do do we prefer left or right? Oh, Ooh, right, 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 right. 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 Please. We're reading it. Yeah, no. Left. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, yeah, no. I think it's because uh, I was always, for some reason, a Pirates of the Caribbean first person. Mm. Because as a child, I didn't understand, you know, the flow of traffic. And <laughs> and my my parents didn't really care. So it was like, all right, whatever. Um, <laughs> so I think the thinking was... Um, cause I have like lowercase OCD a little bit. So it was sort of like, uh, I know it's on this side, so I'm going to go through on this side. Oh, so if, if you have uppercase OCD, is that OCD? That's like, that's like see a doctor. That's okay. like you actually, it's actually impairing your life. Mine is like, what it's just stupid little dumb things. That's really interesting. And, and I wonder how much psychology goes into it. But, you know, obviously people have done studies about traffic patterns and people tend to move to the right, right? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of how we, how our brains work, unless you have a lowercase OCD, I guess. But, <laughs> uh, you know, to modify my answer at Disneyland, it's always the right. And at Disney World, it depends on which uh, turnstile I go in, whatever's closest. Yeah, I think it, it depends on where I'm coming from. If I came from the monorail or or a boat, then I head in toward the left. And if I'm coming off the buses, I go in, go in for the right. I think at Disney right. World, I do the other because it's like an acknowledgement that I'm at the other place. Again, Ooh. lowercase. Wow. I say lowercase to acknowledge that it isn't actually the thing. You know, like it's not like I'm not no one's suffering from this. It's just me being a douche in my own life. <laughs> but I like it. It's great. So, uh, all right. So we enter to the right or left, depending on our psyche. Um, right. Eric, continue. You enter, you, you enter into this space. The lights are dim. You see attraction posters. They're the, the, the coming attractions, the coming soon to a theater near you. Inspired by uh, Disneyland.com. Exactly. Yeah. They, <laughs> they ripped them off, those Disneys. Um, and well, you had, go ahead. Sorry, and I, I just in case we don't get to this, the the Mickey flowers do change throughout the year. That is correct. True, just true. They do. Fun fact for people who are looking for that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yes. Um, do you know how often they change them? Every day. No, they. I think they <laughs> don't. They have, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, don't they have like they have different kinds of flowers planted, right? That kind of come and go on their own throughout the year. I, I know I've heard a fact at some point how like approximately how often the entire thing has been refreshed, but I don't, I, I heard don't like, I think I remember like 30 something. Yeah. You would have to assume at least four for seasonal. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. But Natalie, do you know the answer to that? Um, no, I don't. That's why you came here to learn. <laughs> I did. I came here to learn. And, and we're failing you. Yeah. No, no, you're, you're doing great. I mean, at least four, right? I think you're right. Yeah. The seasonal stuff. And then I imagine they would probably stay pretty consistent between that. We're failing you literally right outside the gate. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. You, 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 you pass through 
the darkened corridor into the light of of Main Street USA. You smell popcorn because they have a cart right there at the front um, on on both coasts, especially if you went left. You're right by it. Mm. That's right. And then you you are directed downward toward the the amazing edifice or the um, the larger amazing edifice, depending <laughs> on which coast you're you're in. Um, <laughs> but the, the walking under the curtain, the way I read it in the Disneyland story, I think the idea was or the conceit is that's raising the curtain, and then you know to the to the big show, and then you get to choose your own adventure at the hub. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think I think also the choice of it being a turn of the century uh midwest town gets you to a place where it's like okay this is familiar enough but it also prepares you for the idea that things are going to change it it, it is you know it's a very um like eric was saying it's a storytelling device and um as uh, John Hinch says in the uh, Disneyland story, Walt had a keen sense of how images fit together and how they took uh, their meaning from each other and how to eliminate contradictions. Uh, so ideas can be approached through a sequence like a book with chapters. So basically, Main Street was uh, the most obvious example, according to him, and because it, it was just this very optimistic message of this is a place that doesn't actually exist. It's an idealized version of a th- thing that did exist or sometimes does still exist. And uh, I really got to get my handwriting in order. Uh, Colorado is the, is the the state that this town is at. Fort Collins. Thank you. Fort Fort Collins. Collins. Um, So it it does work as that. And it works as a wonderful uh, feeding place. And, you know, a lot of amusement parks (laughs) at the time had different, Feeding um, place. It feeds people in and you get oh, food. Got it. Oh, okay. How long have you known me? Um, More like a herding place. Right? <laughs> um, no, it, so a lot of uh, amusement parks at the time had different uh, entry points. Mm-hmm. And this was a single point of entry where you could really control, you know, everyone's coming in through the same place. They get the same experience. And um, it just so happens to be a place where you can buy a bunch of merchandise on the way right. in or out, or you can get food on the way in or out. Would you say then it almost forces your perspective? Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Welcome. As Natalie. a matter of fact, if you want to learn more <laughs> about forced perspective, listen to our very first episode of this baby right. Yes. Famous uh, famous first episode, a lot of chat about forced perspective. Anyway, continue. I was done for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. you're done. Um, great. So so basically Main Street is uh, a single entry point. It is turn of the century, uh, Midwest. It's, you know, most people know it as Marceline, Missouri, which is Walt Disney, one of the towns he grew up in as a child and romanticized that 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 city. Whereas Harper Goff, who actually designed the Main Street, really kind of modeled it after Fort Collins, Colorado. So Mm -hmm. it's fair to say it's more like Fort Collins than Marceline. And that's true for for both uh, Main Streets, right? Well, let's point out that, uh, in fact, the town square in Main Street, USA in uh, Walt Disney World is not designed after a Midwest style at all. Mm, Interesting. Tell us. Mm. Uh, The the intent was uh, to was to mimic that same idea, use that cinematic entrance to the park, present the familiar and the old fashioned and the nostalgic and, and warm and fuzzies, but perhaps suggest that you're entering a town that was uh, a little bit 
a, a little bit bigger, a little bit more affluent, um, and uh, thus they chose a, they chose a lot of styles that were similar to the uh, the Northeast. Huh, that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, you see more elaborate trim, um, Cape Cod style trim, cornices, etched glass, wrought iron with plenty of curly cues. This is supposed to be the 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 start of the Industrial Revolution, where a lot of these more ornate um, items like wrought wrought iron were more accessible because of manufacturing as opposed to uh, craftsmanship. Hmm. So hmm. you see more of details everywhere uh, right from the start. So it's uh, it, it's actually not uh, not Midwest style at all. It's a little more a little more. Um, oh, what's the gaudy? Uh, Saratoga Springs. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> wow. So have we have we effectively identified what Main Street is and what it does before we get into specific details? Um, I, th- I think, yeah, I think we, we, we've certainly gotten there. I just wanted to th- throw in um, Harper Goff. Uh, when talking about the Fort Collins versus Marceline thing, I can't find the direct quote, but I just read it. So um, he basically was, was saying that, you know, he was talking to Walt about um, Marceline and he was in his head thinking, yeah, that's really cute, Walt. But my town was actually like a nice town. So <laughs> we're going to go with that. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, right. Marceline at the turn of the century was probably dirt roads and yeah. and mud and yeah. and I mean, hence the idealized version, right? It's like as a kid, you're not thinking about that. You're thinking about the warmth. You're thinking about the comfort, right? And I think I think that that's not to fault Walt at all. I think that that's really um, kind of what he was good at, which is to say, like, look, I just want this feeling. And one of his Imagineers would say, like, I get what you're saying, but I think my memory is actually going to be a better one. And he's like, yeah, it is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as long as we get there, you know, it's like the, the, the story of him sitting on the park bench and watching the world collapse around him. <laughs> what a okay. horrifying place that was. The nightmarish the universe, the killer clowns that lurked. <laughs> uh, listen back to a previous episode <laughs> for context. And I, I have a, another nice thought from John Hinch where he says uh, this is relating to Main Street operating as, you know, Main Street, the Disneyland place operating as like a universal ideal that we've all accepted for Main Streets in general. He says you can't paint sunflowers without referring to Van Gogh. He expressed the whole truth, uh, mm. a whole truth there. Or take Henry VIII. There are many versions of Henry VIII. We don't even know what he looked like, but we accept Hans Holbein. Sure. He owns Henry the eighth in much the same way. Disneyland owns main street or Disney owns main street. Sure. Yeah. Because we expressed the archetypal archetypal truth about main streets. Yeah, that's great. And it inspired by, let's say that. Totally. And I, I think that that's, that's definitely, that's all in the mix. It's not, it's, they're not trying to trick anybody, you know? Yeah. Uh, speaking of tricks, uh, also, I know just because it's true for both the idea of that forced perspective again, where the buildings at the end of Main Street are a little shorter than the ones at the beginning of Main Street. So it makes the castle look further away. And then in, conversely, when you're walking out, it feels like a shorter distance to the train station because of the opposite effect of forced perspective. I'm curious, and this is going to sound like me 
being a douche, but it's a genuine question. <laughs> Do they even bother with that at Disney World? Because everything's so big. Uh, I, yeah, hmm. <laughs> I mean, you mean the feeling of 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 like the street being shorter on your way out? The, the right. just forced perspective. I mean, if if oh, you oh, don't need to do forced oh. perspective, do you still do it? Yes. Um. At at Disney World, the buildings, um, most of the buildings that include forced perspective, the second floor is seven eighth scale, and then the third floor is seven eighth scale of the second floor. I, I guess, but the, at Disneyland, the buildings progressively get shorter as you get down the street towards the castle, so it makes everything look further away. The question is, is that also done at Disney World? It's not graded in such a way. The the force perspective remains the same. However, the buildings at the front, uh, just as you enter, are full scale. Mm. So maybe so it does. it's not quite as drastic where the buildings at the end are significantly smaller, but the buildings at the front are full scale. And there are practical reasons for that, as well as force perspective reasons. And also the street at Disney World slopes. Main Street actually slopes up towards the castle. So I think it's achieved that way as well. Oh, I didn't know That's that. Yeah. Well, that I, I didn't realize. And I think we covered this a lot a while ago, but that forced perspective like Disneyland is why leaving Disneyland. I mean, besides the fact that you're leaving and you're sad is like, it just feels strange because it's like, I'm growing or shrinking or something <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> something's happening. I just, I, oops, too I re- small. Oops, oops too small. Too small right? <laughs> I'm oops. I'm going oops too small. <laughs> what many magic kingdom fans think of Disneyland. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wow. <laughs> oops too small. That's too- <laughs> oh my God. We need that. You need that poster as well. Goes in the other direction. Oops, Show great. poster. Show poster. Um, <laughs> All right, so have we have we covered? I'm not uh, meaning to jump on you, Natalie, but have we covered Main Street? The idea. Um, I feel like the hub. We got to talk about the hub a little more. Like, well, we have a, a lot more, obviously, to talk about. We just the conceit of this oh, okay. is Main Street. This is what oh. it is, and then we're going to break down everything. Oh, thank you, thank you for the clarification. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the end of episode. <laughs> well, I, I think, I think that, that sounds. That, it's enough for me, but yeah, okay. I think to Natalie's point, though, we should at least talk about the hub in the con- concept of Main Street because sure, the, the hub concept is important to the design of the 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 theme park as as imagined by Walt Disney. The this idea that you need a central, you know, we've talked about the weenie that's the castle, but the the hub allows you to to navigate easier. You can see things. You can choose your own direction. You can determine which way to go, and that and hub have, have an easier way to find your way back. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, inspired, inspired by Parisian roundabouts and things like been using it for centuries, you know, like the Arc de Triomphe, for example, is a good example of the inspiration for the hub and spoke. Yeah. It, it kind of became um, essential to the whole thing because you have, you know, you enter into this, this place and okay, old, old timey town. I get that. And then essentially you have an old West fort and the future <laughs> across from each other <laughs> which is insane if you think yep, about it <laughs> but the the hub acts as a very nice kind of like neutral ground where also part of the design idea was that if the parents or grandparents or whoever were just tired they could just be like okay i'm gonna be here you go 
over there and you're not like literally across the park from each other it's just Mm -hmm. like a halfway point and a fun fact about disney world which we'll get to in the frontierland episode but you cannot access the old west from the hub oh that's true oh yeah right yeah um it's a um there was one more point there there was one more thing i wanted to if i could add something Mm -hmm. Um, and and this is this is i think this is something that john hinge said as well um i think something that the 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 way that main street is conceived is that it 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 follows this idea of the architecture of reassurance Mm. And that, mm. I think that, that, you know, that's taking into account the fact that like, you know, the buildings aren't too tall, everything. It's almost like you're being hugged mm. as you enter, you know, like you're, you're, it's like, especially if it's your first time, I imagine, you know, that's hard to really experience Disneyland for a first time in this day and age. But even if you could, I imagine it being this, uh, this, this opportunity for like the, the design to like hug you and be like, look, see, look at this nice place. And then yeah. here's organization and there's the hub and then portals have fun. Like I just yeah. really following that, that idea. Yeah. To, which I also don't think magic kingdom does very well, but yeah, I will be impartial it, with my judgment. It's like, it's, it's like being hugged by a giant. Well, actually it, it, it was a quote from just to kind of borrow from what you're saying. It was a quote huh? from t- Tony Baxter who said, Disneyland, oh, okay. Disneyland hugs you. Disney world consumes you. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would classify my first experience in Magic Kingdom as very much that. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, and in designing Main Street at Disneyland, which I'm sure in some way related to Disney World, is that Walt was looking at some of the the blue pen blue blue. Okay, hold on. Um. Okay, blue prints. <laughs> He was looking at the blueprints for the the plan to make the place. Yes. And (laughs) turns out when I hear the music, it makes it worse. Um, (laughs) uh, He basically uh, said, we need to cut down on all these uh, right angles that you have in the plan. Yeah. Mm. Because things need to be generally curvy. I mean, not to a point that we're like Toontown where everything's totally curvy. But right. make it more comforting, more of like, and I think that adds to the hug idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So as we're as we're sort of exploring this format and figuring it out as we go, I think the the idea the the outset here was to talk about sort of the sameness of of Main Street right. and the hub, right? So I think we've kind of accomplished the sameness of it. Uh, so let's get into the differences and see if we can figure out which Main Street is better and does the intent better, right? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. This All is right, where so the points come in. This correct? is where the points come in, right? <laughs> okay, got it. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, they could have come in any time, but I, uh, you know, if you give a point for one, you kind of have to give a point for both because oh, we're yeah. trying to identify the sameness. So the differences between Disneyland and Disney World, and in any order, anywhere, any place, uh, Dan, you go first. Okay. And we can just kind of go back and forth. Just yeah, just like it's just stuff. This is going to be very like, hey, hey guys, did you know that the flagpole in the at the town square was purchased uh, by Walt Disney by at a traffic accident? Point. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I would think I'd have more on that. So actually, uh, I have my own notes. I'm not looking Thank at, you. but um, the sameness. Back to the sameness. Both have uh, the windows on Main Street, which oh, are mm-hmm. which right. are sort of homages to Disney legends and people who have inspired and helped 
uh, Disneyland, Disney World. And do, let's talk about that for a minute. Now, there's an ongoing segment on Ears Up, the main uh, Ears Up show, where they periodically go through and review each window and what that person accomplished. But do you, Natalie or Eric or Dan, want to highlight any particular windows on Main Street? I really like Raleigh Crumps. It's relatively new. It's a, it's um, it's like Disneyland. It's ah, uh, what what is it? It's it's the it's the storefront that used to be the Wizard of Bras, I believe. <laughs> which yeah. We'll later. Yep. But but it is uh, currently done up as a like um, oh god, like 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 a psychic shop, mm-hmm. and it just I just I think it's like so clever, and it's so like it's just very pretty. I just like how it kind of incorporated that whole facade. That's one of my now favorites. all. All of the, the the windows on Main Street are, are like Elias Disney, as an example. He was a he was mm-hmm. what he was an engineer. He construction. He was the ultimate imaginary. Right. <laughs> he was he was in construction, and so you know it was uh, Elias Disney Construction Company or whatever. Do you remember off the top of your head what Raleigh Crumps was? Oh, I don't. I don't at all. Great. But I have my computer in front of me. There you have it. <laughs> um, so uh, Dan and Eric, um, while Natalie's looking at that, do you guys have any that you want to highlight? I was going to bring up that Elias Disney, I don't remember which building he's on. Is it the... I want to say it's in the front on the, the right, right-hand right side, but I don't remember. I feel that like is, it's, it's toward correct. the front on, yes, on the, I don't know. Stage these, right? Yes. With these, the, the way, the way I approach my Disney nerd, nerddom is kind of like, oh, they're there and that's cool. And I don't really stop to, you know, which one's where, but the fact that he included one to his father and, right. you know, they had a, you know, troubled the sort of relationship that people had in that time with mm-hmm. fathers and sons. Yeah, um, only in that time though, because that's no only in that time. We, right, things gotten right. much better. Things have gotten so much better. Um, but yeah, I, I I find that one to be particular, particular part. Hmm. Yep, agreed. You're doing great. It's all right. <laughs> yep, uh, Eric. Uh, we yeah, Walt Disney World also has an Elias Disney, which. Um, as a he's a contractor and it's on east center street so that's that's fun to have as well um nabby uh one of my favorite um let's start with the middle of the sentence um (laughs) one of my favorite i feel yeah uh is uh is actually about um tom nabby who uh was the original um tom sawyer at disneyland oh right Oh, we we told that story on that islands episode, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's cool because he went on to he to become a, a Disney legend working at Walt Disney World, mm. uh, where he was um, he was there for the the building of of the original Magic Kingdom and the the monorail. He was a big part of the monorail crew, and then he was part of the Epcot uh, building as well. Right. So he has a a window on Main Street called Sawyer Fence Painting. Tom oh, Nabby cool. <laughs> That's cool. Um, That's great. It's above the Main Street Cinema. And uh, as an extra fun fact, it during parades, it automatically raises up to reveal speakers behind it. Oh, oh, yeah. They do that a lot. They do that very cleverly, actually. Um, and Natalie, I think you may have found the Rolly Crump. I did, yes. Uh, so the Rolly Crump window says, it's a, there's a lot of words. It says, uh, Fargo's Palm par- Parlor, predictions <laughs> that will haunt you. 
uh, bizarre, whimsical, and weird. Mm, because he was creator of the Museum of the Weird. Yeah, and actually, mansion. in the window, uh, they actually include designs from the Museum of the Weird, which is great. Oh, cool. Oh, I gotta look for that. Wow. Yeah, and it says, Roland F. Crump, assistant to the palm leader. So, yeah. Very I just, cool. It's just like, I, I, I think I really love just how Disneyland also... In addition to be reassuring and, you know, cute and fun, it also has this kind of like really like interesting streak when concerning the supernatural. And I just I love it when they add mm. more to that. Yeah. And it sort of epitomizes what we all love so much about these things. The These windows above the street, which, you know, part of the reason I uh, one of the things I do when I'm researching the show beyond what I have off the dome is all Google like facts or secrets or whatever. And this is the most well-known hidden secret of the windows above main street. Um, but it sort of epitomizes this thing. That's a throwaway and every one of them means something. And there's some kind of, I mean, how many people see the Roland F Crump thing? I know Roland Crump. I know that name, but I didn't to be able to put together the homage to him and know that it's a museum of the weird. And so if you don't know, it's a cool thing. Hey, that's a, a name of somebody who helped build the place. But if you do know, it's even better. And that's true for virtually everything in these parks. If you don't know it and you learn about it, it's cool. But if you know, then it it's hyper cool, right? Well, yeah. And it's such a big deal to get a window. It's not right. like, ah, yeah. you get a window. Thousands of guests today, you get a window. <laughs> when is you know? Regis's window going to be revealed? Do we know? <laughs> <laughs> Once I get my clone operational, yep. I'll ask All him. Right. Great. Uh, okay, so more sames. Um, sounds and stories above Main Street. If you if you stop like Center Street specifically, you can hear things that are going on. Like there's a private detective, we never sleep office, and you can hear snores from that window. Any, <laughs> any else you want to highlight? How about the party line in the uh, market house? Yes, there is yeah. a, a little old timey telephone where you pick it up and you can hear a party line. Yeah, and I've actually spent an amazing amount of time. It's legitimately like it's 1950s funny, but it's funny. Right. And, and <laughs> let me ask you this. How long is the loop? Uh, 17 minutes and <laughs> 23 seconds. Oh, my goodness. No, I don't know. Any other uh, sounds like the, the windows above Main Street, things happening, you know, sounds and scenes that are going on. And is this are there some music lessons at Walt Disney World? Mm hmm. And they have the the dentist at, at Disneyland, which mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. <laughs> gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> Screams. Drills. Yeah. yeah. Do they? Of course, they have the party line at Disney World, right? I don't think so. It's uh, it's outside the chapeau. Oh, is it? Yes. Outside the hat? That it's that outside the, the hat, hat right? Outside, it's, it's the, the name, name of the, of the store, yeah. Chapeau. I see. We. Oui. Do the hat shop. I have not heard that before. I, I'm going to check that out. I'll be at uh, Epcot. This uh, two days from when you hear this, if you're hearing it on January, right now, they probably don't have a thing that you can pick up and put next to your face. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, January twenty twenty one. Get rid of it. I came here specifically for this. This ruins the magic. I came here for the magic. Yes. Um, okay, so that is sounds and stories. That's another really neat thing to listen for at both main streets. Uh, also, smellitizers, uh, little little <laughs> yes. vents that are pumping out smells that give you uh, particular feelings, like at the candy shop and Main Street Disneyland, they pump out vanilla, right? Mm -hmm. And outside of the Opera House at Disneyland, they pump out the smell of Abraham Lincoln. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, according to Jimmy, I, I hate to contradict you, but according to the patent given to Imagineer Bob McCarthy uh, on July 29th, 1986, it's a smell it, sir. 
A smellitzer. Or excuse me. A howitzer cannon. Wow. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I'm not All sure right. which I like better. <laughs> um, okay. More sames. Uh, the Dapper Dance. They appear oh. on both coasts. Those are mm-hmm. great barbershop quartet. Um, Casey's Corner. Now, I know this is true at Disneyland, but for symmetry purposes, there were an odd number of red and white lights. And so in the middle of the corner where they come together in the odd number, one, half of the, the light bulbs are painted white. The other, excuse me, left alone. The other half is painted red. So there's that symmetry. Is that true at uh, uh, Disney World as well? And it's Coke Corner at Disneyland. Casey's Corner at Disney World. Coke Corner at Disneyland. Coke Corner in Disneyland. Yeah. So uh, I, I have to admit, I did not count the lights on the scene. <laughs> well, I don't know that <laughs> it would be you? because the, the, the way that that came about was it was kind of a mistake where they were just like, okay, we're going to have red, white, red, white, red, white, you know, uh, alternating. Mm-hmm. And then right in the middle, they were like, uh, we're stuck. So, and then of course, Walt or a surrogate in the story said, I know just paint one, both. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of the story I heard. So it was sort of born out of a mistake, but I wonder if at Disney world that they, they basically borrowed the mistake for effect. That would be kind of interesting to find out. I don't think they have a similar light structure. I think the sign for Casey's corner is a big C with Casey's corner, mm-hmm. like in wood or iron or something in the middle of it. Well, past show corrections are going to come back in a big way. So uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned for the next episode. Well, and I, I think that what I, I know what I'm trying to avoid, but we might need to just get into is like trivia time where it's just point by point. This is what's different here. This yeah, is, that's, you know? that's kind of where I'm headed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of Disneyland's appeal is that it, it's that thing that it's the wall touched it thing which yep. you know if, if um, any if any argument is holds it's this one right yeah i mean he had a damn apartment above the well, well that's wait wait wait, wait. Oh, got, i've got one last one last thing oh, that okay uh one last samesies uh is the flag ceremony and mm. listen to the most patriotic thing disney's ever done episode from july of 2020 um, and then we also talked about the other American flags, quote unquote, above the shops of Main Street, which none of them are true American flags, because if they were, they'd have to be lowered every day and raised every day. What makes them unofficial is they're missing a star, missing a stripe. So they're not officially American flags, but they also act as lightning rods. And that's true for both parks. Oh, and wow. speak, speaking of lightning rods, I f- fell into a number of really, really horrible uh, arguments about those flags and how it's not patriotic or whatever. Oh, wow. and, and I was trying to convince these people, which is a mistake. Um, <laughs> it's like, but they do the most patriotic thing ever because of this. Like, yeah, they're not official flags, but that's fine. They're decorative. By the way, you're sleeping on an American pla- flag pillow, so whatever. <laughs> right. And <laughs> But then they do this flag ceremony at the beginning and end of every day, even while they're closed. So yeah. what's your problem, dude? And yeah, it's usually a dude. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's that's it, I think, for the samesies. Again. Actually, I think there's one more thing. Go ahead. Uh, City Hall. City Hall is oh. there. There are city halls in full Main Street. True. I mean, they're more utilitarian, but right. they both exist. And they're both on the same side of the hub. Mm-hmm. Or the town square, excuse me. 
cap, you're entering there on the left side. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they both have uh, cinemas, but uh, for two very different things happen in them. And then yeah. we'll stop at that for now. Uh-huh. And uh, let's get into the differences. So, Dan, let's start with you again. By the way, make sure when you go to Disneyland to go to City Hall and get a pin every single time because it's oh, their yeah. favorite thing. <laughs> they love it. It's they they delight in it. Um, so just some differences. I had the flagpole, which was uh, the base of it was purchased at a car accident and you'd think i would look further into that again while we were doing all of this with time that no i didn't do that um yeah you really gotta have get, the, you gotta get your memories typed instead of <laughs> i think you're right <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah walt disney did live above the firehouse he had right. an apartment uh that was specially built by some imagineers and lily lillian disney i mentioned she went by lillian because it's written everywhere Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of rose decor in there um fun fact he used to slide down the pole Mm -hmm. every day which sounds different in today's day and age i just realized um (laughs) (laughs) and the imagineers would make it rain no He'd slide down that brass pole. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Can can we have a sidebar real quick? I just, every time I hear this, so Lillian Disney, Mm -hmm. he dies in 64. She -hmm. gets married way too fast, right? She she gets married way too soon because then she's Lillian Disney Edwards or something like at every other thing after that until she dies. Is it just me or does she get married too fast? I didn't know she got remarried. Yeah, I I haven't looked into the uh, the love life of Lillian Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, just me. Familiar. Sorry, we were talking about sliding down poles, and I just those are areas of deviant art that I haven't looked into yet. Um, I mean, like I feel like Lillian Disney just giving off the stories that going off the stories about her. I mean, she seems like a very strong willed woman. Woman, so I think she probably was just. I'm sure she felt the emotions of Walt dying and that I'm sure she just wanted to keep moving. Right. I mean, yeah, their relationship. And again, I haven't looked into it much at all, but just, you know, you get kind of an idea of things by looking into things um, like things that it's around. Um, it, I feel like her take on his career and ambitions was kind of like, I don't get this, but, it's cool that you have a thing. Yeah. It feel, it does feel like she tolerated Walt rather than, yeah. you know, and, and to that point, a current show, current past show correction is that he died in 66, excuse me. Um, and she was married in 69 to John Troyer's. She was Lillian Disney Troyer's like three years, guys. That's too soon. That, that kind of leads me to believe that she tolerated Walt and <laughs> this other guy was hanging around just waiting for him to anyway. Yeah, let's well, move on. I think- it sounds it, it feels a lot like a, a lot of relationships or marriages that I've been familiar with that were formed around that time. Like my grandparents had a very, I mean, loving, but almost business-like relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, where, where it was just like, like my, my grandfather would even refer to my grandfather as that man. Oh, but oh like they had genuine love for each other. Yeah. And it was just, you know, I, I do my thing, you do your thing. And, you know, we had some kids and we say hi every once in a while. Okay. So Walt Disney's apartment 
above Main Street, which exists to this day. When Walt was in his apartment, he had his light on to indicate that he was there. Now it is always on, indicating Walt is always in the parks with us. That apartment remains today. Unless one of his family members is in the park and they turn it off. <laughs> Got to save electricity. No, I mean, Gail's here. Is, <laughs> yeah, is that, that, that's, that's actually, actually true. That's actually oh, a thing. Yeah. Wow. Huh. And fun fact, they ha- they do have a firehouse at Disney World, but there's no apartment because no. Walt wasn't there. And but they do have a light in one of the windows. I, I don't know if Eric knows what the window is because I don't. Uh, but they do have a similar light that is always lit to commemorate <laughs> that hmm. Walt Disney was the man who started it all. But you know what they do have there instead of a instead of a shrine to a man that only only some people can see and a lot of custodians can see um they have a delightful card game called Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom that you can you can enroll in right there in the firehouse a shrine Yeah I think I think we're getting I think we're getting ahead I of like ourselves to email Eric and send it to <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help you guys out. The, at Disneyland, there is an apartment that Walt built for himself over the firehouse that remains today. He had a light on when he was there. The light remains on today, indicating he is still with us. Walt not mm-hmm. only touched Natalie. it. I, yeah, and I want to give. I want to give a point. I want to give. Oh wait, no. I want to give twenty points. Ooh, oh, do we have to listen to him <laughs> twenty times in a row? Yes. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> All right. And so 20 points for that. And, <laughs> and then. Heavy hitter. Oh, God. And then um, at Magic Kingdom, instead of a firehouse with a fire pole, there is an, a card game called the Sorcerers <laughs> of the Magic Kingdom where you go there. It's, it's Merlin's sort of sort. It's, it's basically Disney's Harry Potter answer for, right. for the wizarding stuff. But you get Merlin, these little. Merlin was famous for being a turn of the century wizard and Midwestern American. Sorry, Natalie had a question. <laughs> oh, no, I was just saying he's also a card collector. I don't That's know. That's true. That. <laughs> it's a very common fact. Me and, yeah. all of his cards with and we've talked about this on past shows, but but you go, you can get a satchel, you get these cards and you walk to, in a map and you go to different locations and you show the card and through technology, <laughs> something happens. You tell a story, you try to uh, destroy villains, that kind of thing. Uh, a fun game, and uh, there's also a little monument to uh, to 9/11, where a whole bunch of firefighters from around the country donated their insignias for a nice display that they have in the firehouse. Very cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, also, I, you know what? Uh, five points. Five points ooh, for that. Wow. Love- Orlando, Florida. <laughs> nice. I this is the first time, and I I I think I know I'm certainly going to steal this. The value of points is really good. I like this idea. I love love that. I really enjoy that because Um, it's true that, uh, and we'll get to it later, but a certain like little Easter egg that's in something. Yeah, that's cool. That's worth a point. But Walt Disney's apartment is cannot have the same equal value. No, God, that's a very good point. And as as long as we're doing arbitrary points, we may as well go all out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And before we leave the firehouse, I just want to point out that (laughs) at some point, Walt Disney is just hanging out right in his apartment, you know, eating a hot dog like he did. And um, meaning that he just ate a lot of hot dogs. He didn't have like a special way of eating them. Anyway, um, 
so he's he's sitting there he's thinking no um, there's no possible way that some tow-headed child will come climbing up the pole and right. all of a sudden whoop. <laughs> <laughs> hello <Mr. Disney. laughs> so, do the <laughs> santa i've always wanted to meet you <laughs> and then Walt Disney put his foot on the kid's head <laughs> just like Christmas <laughs> story shoves him back down <laughs> oh my god I've just been playing this story out of my head since you said special way of eating it and I immediately said re- rectally <laughs> and, then kid, oh. and then a kid a kid climbs up the pole and sees it happening <laughs> Oh, uh, derailed already. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> not already we're an hour in. That's true. So we, we've got Other that. Than, he still made yummy sounds too, which was strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, everyone. Um, all right. So <laughs> it's true. Uh, Eric, it's your turn. For what? <laughs> <laughs> For a difference. Make your case. Okay. All right. How how about this one? Um, w- since we're just completely all over the place. Well, let's let's try to stick with. Um, okay, I'll, I'll keep that as a more obscure concept you for can later. Try, but I'll ruin it. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. How about how about statues? Mm. We both have a partner statue and in the center of the hub. However, uh, only in Walt Disney World's town square will you find a statue of roy o disney with Minnie mouse that's right on a bench yep definitely i want to suggest that that's worth at least a point because oh, it, it, I, it is i'm thinking yeah yeah okay good because i <laughs> to quantify the coolness roy disney, it is. roy disney is such an un, i mean of course we know all about him because you know we know about all of it right roy disney is like the and I don't know, Eric, if you were going to go, you know, give more details. I don't want to step on your toes here, but I do want to throw in that. I think he's like in public, like an unsung hero. For Absolutely. This entire organization. And there is a movie to be the, the, the Disney movie, the Disney like biography movie that needs to be made mm-hmm. is about their relationship. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. I, they did make one. It's not the best. Oh, yeah. did no. It's- yeah. <laughs> It's, oh yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, that's that for me. That's like, oh gosh, it's tough because I'm also thinking about like guest enjoyment, not just simply like what we like as like fans. Right. I mean, I think value wise, adding like to the town square being that he's like right there as soon as you come in, that's like a 15 point for me. Ooh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 big. Orlando, Florida. There you go. And the placement too, it's like he's it's like he's just hanging out with Minnie Mouse while Walt Disney is still center stage, because that's where he is comfortable. Yeah. Cause, right. And that he's sitting down. He's not standing up and pointing toward the future. And famously, uh Minnie Mouse is an unsung hero in Mickey's life. Mm-hmm. True. But yeah, it's it's very <laughs> nice to see <laughs> You know, Minnie actually built Mickey's house. That's right. Yep. Oh, and she financed all of his projects all. all of mickey's finances yeah yep <laughs> um does somebody because i feel like i've been talking too much does somebody want to go further into the roy and walt relationship because i think we well, yeah i was going to start out just by pointing out that this it, it it adds a little bit more to the feeling of town square as a little municipal park there's there's grass there's a, a flagpole 
you've got city hall and the chamber of commerce. You've got a fire station. You've got all these little nice. There's an exhibition hall. You've got nice things around and right in the center is a little a little park and what do you see at a park you see a statue and this one just happens to be of a a nice guy sitting on a bench um we did well yeah (laughs) (laughs) we they got freaking cannons too that's true um are there cannons at town square at disney world too i don't believe so no i don't think so either Uh, main street vehicles we didn't get into and that's true for both yeah that's the same on both um but yeah let's finish roy real quick since we're trying to educate people here who might not who might not get so far into the weeds as we do, uh, Roy essentially came out of retirement after Walt died and and completed this project. Uh, he had long supported Walt's you know endeavors through the years, finding the money. Walt famously just would tell people, "Oh, I don't I don't worry about the money." Roy figures that out. Mm-hmm. When Walt died, the and the company was reeling, they decided to finish this project. He came out of retirement. Right. He got to dip his fingers in a little bit and and enjoy fingers, toes. What's the phrase? Toe. Uh, to dip he dipped his toes. <laughs> dip, a little elbow action in in there. Um, getting to an elbow deep in it. Right. Damn it, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, no, I was uh, I was trying not to go. There. I know. <laughs> Eric will edit that out. Sure. Uh and he, he he got to he got to help build this this massive thing as a tribute to his brother, his younger brother. He even renamed the park, the resort from Disney, Disney World, World right. to Walt Disney World. He That's wanted right. Walt to be the main figure here. And uh, shortly after he opened the park, he died. That mm. was the last major thing he did in his life was was finishing this massive project. That's right. And famously did the dedication speech, very similar verbiage to Walt Disney's uh, Disneyland opening speech, right? At the end of mm-hmm. Main Street there on the castle. That's right. Yeah. And their relationship, it, just to sum it up a little bit, like my take on it is that Walt Disney would say, I'm going to build a Matterhorn. And Roy would kind of go, yeah, of course you are. I guess I have to figure out how to find that. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you are. Right, 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 right. Uh (laughs) All right. All right, Dan? Build a Walmart or something. Could you be innovative (laughs) in that direction, Walt, please? Um, So um, in the Opera House uh, at Main Street, you can witness a few great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Which you can Um, hear all about on our future episode. We're breaking our own (laughs) laws, but we decided not to do Hall of Presidents v. Lincoln on on election day of 2020. So we'll get into that in another time. We'll get into all the detail, but go ahead, Dan. Uh, So uh, you also get to see the, is the Walt Disney story still there? Uh, I mean, it's closed now, of course. Yeah, it it alternates, doesn't it? It, it, there is a, a Walt Disney story there and a Disneyland story there, whether or not that is actually about the Haunted Mansion at the time or about whatever Johnny Depp movie just came out at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last I saw was, uh, I think, artifacts from Mary Poppins Returns. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she right. comes back for blood. Um, and I think we're done with Johnny Depp with Disney for a while. I certainly hope so. <laughs> I think um, we are. I'm wait. I'm literally looking forward to the online conversation, which I'm drawn to like a moth to a flame. By the way, um, where 
people then start complaining about them removing the Johnny Depp figures because oh, they were yeah. complaining about adding him. Oh, man. <laughs> same people, too. It'll probably be the exact same people. But yeah, <laughs> uh, you can see a few great moments with Mr. Lincoln at the Opera House. The Opera House is actually also, fun fact, the first building built at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So it makes it the first building built at any Disney park. I'm going to have to get a def- fact uh, checking. I thought it was Town Square or I thought it was City Hall. Uh, oh, no, it, they used it for a warehouse. A yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, look at it from above. It actually has the look of a warehouse. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it right now. It's Ooh. just a big warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> and I will give five points for Mr. Lincoln. Now, I don't know that Mr. L- Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln is any more or less exciting than the multimedia show that they have at the Disney World Opera House, Eric. Well, <laughs> let's go. Before I get to the extravaganza that is currently there, I, I, I have a, fun, a few fun facts about the exhibition hall, uh, which was originally supposed to be a hotel. Oh, like a real one? A real actual hotel inside the front gate of the park. Huh. Huh. Uh, yeah. The hotel was, uh, the, the building was designed, it was supposed to have a similar, that, that front was originally supposed to be there. And uh, Dorothea Redmond, who created the, uh, the uh, mosaics inside Cinderella Castle, um, also designed the look of that building. And the idea was to build it out further back uh, into what is actually a, a parking lot now. So the, that was the that pad was supposed to be the rest of the hotel where all the rooms were, but still to have a little bit of um, a little bit of activity at the front, um, which uh, eventually got scrapped because the Disney company decided we're already building two large hotels and mm. we don't know the first thing about running hotels. Right. So. They scrapped that idea and instead um, sold the, the rights to, well, not sold, but one of their, their first contracted um, companies to come in was Gulf Oil. Right. So Gulf Oil had uh, used the, the building um, as the, the Gulf Hospitality Center. Mm. The, I should mention the, host, the, the hotel was supposed to be uh, called the very imaginative Main Street Hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that's what it would be called in Main Street, USA, wouldn't it? Like, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, also, I did. I don't know if we talked about this on the contemporary episode, but wasn't it the story? Anecdotally, was U.S. Steel was building the 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 building for contemporary? They're building these modules, and they weren't doing it fast enough. So Disney bought them and did it themselves. <laughs> you no, know, U.S. Steel still. Um, they they completed construction on on the contemporary. All right. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Sorry. So and what is it was going to be a hotel, but what is in there actually now? Well, um, for a while, it was it was the Gulf Hospitality Center. So you could make reservations for the hotels, for dinners, golfing, mm. um, sailing, the other activities that they had there. Hmm. Um, sailing. What you, right. <laughs> because one couldn't do that at their hotel or anything. Right. Well, yeah. But you're in the park and they say, hey, you want to stay at that big hotel over there? You can do it. Speaking of big hotels over there, the reason this is one of the, I mentioned before, full-scale buildings, uh, the reason this building was made full-scale 
is because right behind it is the Contemporary Hotel. Oh, it, oh so you can't see it from Main Street. The Contemporary from the from Main Street. Very cool. So it removed that, even though it wasn't a hotel. What it is now is, um, well, for a while it was it was Disney and a collectible, similar to the the that the building as you enter on the right in Disneyland. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it was then the Town Square Exposition Hall where they showed uh, the Walt Disney story before it was moved to um, MGM or Hollywood. Was it Hollywood, Hollywood at the time? Yeah, I, I, I like that. It, I like just calling it still MGM. Okay. Um, and then in 2011, it was rethemed as Town Square Theater where you can go inside and meet uh, Mickey Mouse himself wearing his magician's costume. Oh, because or, he was dressed like the turn of the century Midwest Merlin. wizard, uh, Merlin? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. All the bunting and everything outside is, is all, is all, um, you know, patriotic. And then there's a big, you know, grand exposition style banner that reads, come in, meet Mickey Mouse. And there he is dressed as a magician. Sometimes Minnie's there. And strangely, sometimes Tinkerbell is there. If there was, if, if Walt Disney had created uh, um, a studios park, what would it be called? Oh man. Oh geez. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's movie, movie house, movie place, you know? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's good. You know, it's hard. It's hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we'll give you more time. I just thought you may have had it in your back pocket. I actually don't. I haven't done that yet. So much more content in the future. Disneyland.com. <laughs> you did the, uh, the great movie ride, though. Yes, you did. Yeah. Clip show. That's, <laughs> right. That's right. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Dan. Um, yes. Um, also. Oh, wait, sorry. Were there points to be awarded for or Eric's not, <laughs> not done? Well, I think something that wasn't mentioned, uh, Mickey interacted with you. At least I, I've I've only I've only done the Mickey part, and I found that incredibly charming, and that is worth three points. Ooh, all right, uh, but yes, that's right. This was part of the the Living Character Initiative. Orlando, oh, they have the weird, creepy animatronic Mickey yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Okay, Blink and Tom. This is where this is where they do all of the big reveals where kids and mom go to see Mickey and then dad comes out wearing his combat fatigues and they all cry and Disney records it and puts it out on Christmas. So it's not just, Hey, here's another place to see Mickey. It's like, this is a big deal. Mickey, Mickey meeting. Yeah. If you want to do a big deal, Mickey meeting, you, you can set this up with cast members beforehand. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It sounds less, ridiculous that way because i really did think that it was just like eh, i don't know meet mickey or something um so at disneyland there is right next to the opera house the um uh the bank of disneyland which was operated by bank of america and mm-hmm. fun fact it's why i have my account at bank of america um Whoa. yeah because i'm that big of a weirdo um mm-hmm. and it was uh it was an actual operational bank you can still see the vaults you can still see some of the teller uh mm-hmm. places and um it when it stopped being a bank it turned into annual pass processing i think right. now it's like by a it's like build a bear workshop or something. There's the Anna, but, isn't it? Oh, yeah, there's uh, the Anna. Yeah, collectible. Um, but yeah, real bank and and uh, it was uh, operational on Saturdays, Sundays, and holidays. You can you know print, uh, exchange money, all that fun stuff. And be behind that is 
my favorite bathroom mm-hmm. on Main Street. It's right. tiny, but right. it's there. Right, right, right. <laughs> True. So I don't know. That's just a, it's there to look at if you want to see it. I granted the bank isn't a bank anymore. And I realized that trying to grab for points for there being a dead bank there is yeah. petty and small, but I'm a petty and small person. So. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I, if anything, it's nice when you go in there because they very much keep the bank theme. Mm-hmm. And it's a point. That's a point. I'm going to give it a point. Absolutely. All right, Eric. All right. We'll move. We'll, we'll stick around that same that same area. We'll move a little bit further down uh, around the corner, the, the right side, the northeast side of Town Square, where we find Tony's. Mm. A, a full service table restaurant called Tony's Town Square Restaurant uh, is themed to the uh, the Italian restaurant featured in Lady and the Tramp mm-hmm. outside the building. They, uh, the lady and the tramp left their paw prints inside a little heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside the restaurant, um, there is a window that looks into the back alley where you see the little table set up and you see the silhouettes of, of the two dogs. There's a lot of artwork inside, which is apparently original artwork from Don Ducky Williams, one of, uh, one of Disney's kind of go-to uh, artists for quite some time. Um, they are actual painted canvases, and he explained in an interview several years ago, if they ever get rid of those, I want them back. <laughs> he also designed a lot of um, a lot of dinnerware. All of the plates and bowls had had paintings of um, of the characters from Lady and the Tramp in them, but people kept stealing them, even back in the seventies. Wow, when people respected property. <laughs> The um, so they don't have those anymore. The the lady in the tramp thing that's something I learned about fairly recently. And you, if you want to go to Main Street in Orlando and look for that, you can find it. But it's typically under a stroller because that's also stroller parking. <laughs> yeah, I, I can, first thing you question. do in the park, park your stroller somewhere. Yeah. Sorry. Quick question about the restaurant. I'm mean, I'm hoping here is the kids' menu called for little scamps. Oh, please, oh. please. Wow. No, it, they just call it kids. Kids meal. Disney's fun, fun pack or something. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, and that's kind of making use of the possibility of more depth, right? To the buildings. Right, right. We've got more utility. We've got a little restaurant right here off of the, the town square, um, further reinforcing that this is an actual place. It's not just a, you know, popcorn cart, which they have, but um, yeah, it's a full restaurant and I've eaten there and it's hard to get reservations these days. Yeah. Well, these mm. days, a little easier. Well, that's true. So moving on, on to Disneyland, uh, across the, so we're going now kind of across the street from where we're talking about at Disney World at Disneyland next to the firehouse sort of next to the firehouse actually behind the firehouse is uh jungle cruise yeah. is like 30 feet Objection away here on hunter on eric's behalf <laughs> <laughs> in the spot where walt would smoke that's right well the the loop the 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 loop of the jungle sounds is always going and walt even said yeah leave it on i, I like it um so it's kind of I realized that this nah, this Jungle Cruise got a point for this, didn't it? The smallness and the use of space. 
Probably. So yeah, okay. I wouldn't say that this is point worthy. It's just fun to note that <laughs> as you're walking past, you can hear the guns of the of the Jungle Cruise, and I, I do remember this was a point for Jungle Cruise. So I don't want to double dip here. Straight fun fact. There you go. However, if the judge would like for me to double dip, we can certainly do that. <laughs> Well, okay. I have a question. Uh, what was the what was the reasoning for giving it a a, a a point when you did the Jungle Cruise? What was like? What was it like? What was the intent there? I think it was. It spoke to the intimacy and use of space at Disneyland. Yeah, the efficiency. Okay. I, I, I like that. I think um, I'm going to give it a point, but I'm going to give it a point because I think it it offers. A, like an un, like an unintended preview mm-hmm. of the things that you can experience while in Disneyland. Also, I think. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Martin. Uh, I think it also. Um, uh, oh yeah, the, the 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 whole hug idea we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. I just like for me, I love that you just see these huge trees right there on the left side. And for me, when I walked into Magic Kingdom for the first time and just saw nothing but just a big open sky on that side of Main Street, I felt very exposed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm but to judge. that point, uh, for Eric, uh, in that same general vicinity, you can get yourself even more exposed on your head. Whoa. Oh. Yeah, at the car barn where they park all of the Main Street vehicles. That's not what I meant. Oh, you mean the Harmony Barbershop? That's, that's right. Barber <laughs> oh, <sighs> which is an actual barbershop with three vintage um, barber chairs. Uh, many people will get their, uh, will take their children there for their first haircut, including my nephew, Cam. And my two uh, children, first haircut. There. And if you get your first haircut, it automatically comes with a personalized, oh, not personalized. It comes with a my first haircut Mickey ears. Huh. And it's yeah, adorable. That's great. That's a point. I, I think the barbershop is super charming. Orlando, Florida. Agreed. Tears. Tears. Um, watching my children get their hair cut for the first time at Disney World was uh, uh-huh. tear-inducing. It's great. Usually it's the child that cries. You know it doesn't actually hurt them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. My haircut. Most of the tears are because it wasn't me. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um I had a point but I forgot. Hmm. No, yep. you got a you got a yeah, point. you got a point. It was yeah. jungle no, cruise I mean, efficiency. There we go. <laughs> yeah, efficiency. So what else about Disneyland Main Street? <laughs> uh so we also have a, f- a little further up. Oh, first of all, the uh the street lamps are are they still gas? They were gas at some point. Yeah, um gas. And they were put there because Walt Disney specifically remembered when he was a kid delivering papers for his uh, very loving father. Um, he would supportive. Uh, very supportive, very loving, very uh, um, vulnerable. All the things that turn the century men were <laughs> unsung um, hero. <laughs> yes, um, he he had fond fond for him yeah. fond, I suppose, memories of seeing the street lamps. Uh, in the morning at three, like three thirty in the morning, being you know lit and turned off and stuff by actual people, and they lamp used lighters. to have actual people lamp lamp. What were they called? Lamp lighters. Lamp lighters. Yes, they used to have actual lamp lighters, but then technology happened, and they are no more. But they are they're still uh, gas, and they're still 
lit. And those lamps were purchased from the St. Louis, from St. Louis. I was trying to find that. The St. Louis Steel Company is at the bottom of the base of those lamps. They were purchased for five cents a pound and are over 150 years old. Wow. Oh, wow. That's a point. That's so cool. That's a point. I'm learning so much. This is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> While we're on lamps, uh, Jimmy alluded to this earlier. I think it was. I Jimmy. did. Um, but on both coasts, the the street starts with uh, with gas lamps and then transitions into electric lamps as you get further on because Main Street gets uh, progresses through those those early those late years of the 1800s and early years of the 20th century mm-hmm. as you progress. Transition to the future. Hmm. Um, and then, bam, there's a castle. <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> castles of the future. Speaking of castles, an interesting feature, unless, Eric, you had something that you wanted to interject on in favor of Disney World. No, I haven't heard anything interesting about the lamps that they bought at Disney World. <laughs> okay. Um, the, trees, the, the tree placement on the sidewalks at mm-hmm. Disneyland actually obscures the view of the castle on purpose when you're on the sidewalk. Um, so you, you're just focused on you being on main street rather than, Hey, I'm going to go to Disneyland. Like you are in, you're on main street. You are supposedly, you know, part of the hustle and bustle of, you know, the, the, the commerce and whatnot. You're looking in the windows instead of at the goal point, which is the, the castle. And if, so if you want to see, if you want to view, you view of the castle, you have to go into the street, right? Yeah, so, and so they're specifically planted to obscure your view while you're on the sidewalk. So you're obscured your view to the castle so the weenie can't do its job and you're kind of forced to look inside the shops. Right. I guess there's two different ways of looking at that. Meaning yes. that like you're you can't see the weenie. And so, oh, no, now I have to look in the windows. But I would argue that it's on purpose and it's doing its job. Yeah, it's just a sightline issue, right? Yeah. And. I believe that's probably fair to say for both, um, but I don't know for a fact. What thing I thought also was interesting, we talked about the red carpet coming into the park, but when you get into the land in town square, the sidewalk is red and the street is gray. So there's a delineation between the street and the sidewalks. So your eye kind of unintentionally catches the difference in height uh, because something about the color red, you know, know, it means stop or whatever. And so you have that delineation between the the street and the sidewalk, hmm. kind of like green. Your eye just kind of doesn't see green. That's why they're go away green or is there, you know, tarps or fences. Uh, the opposite effect is true for red. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Fascinating. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I love it. Uh, <laughs> the jury's full of fun facts. Yeah, <laughs> they sure are. Yep. That's good. Um, also, uh, if you go further up Main Street at Disneyland, if you go into – so as you go up, you have um, – going off of memory, you have like a gift shop on the left-hand side. You have a gift shop, Magic Store, which Steve Martin used to work at. Is that still and there? It is. It's still there. It's actually the least changed um, store in the park. Yeah, and another thing that is interesting about both main streets is that, largely speaking, the only lands within any of these parks that haven't had a significant overhaul since their opening, mm-hmm. yeah, outside of facade changes, really hasn't been any major overhauls. So that's kind of cool. It's it's a nice snapshot. Well, and there's not there's not a lot to fix there. You know, right. yeah. just, you put in some speakers for 
a parade or whatever, or you put in uh, fiber optics. More merch. <laughs> More merch. <laughs> or you you put in, you know, fiber optic optic lights for light magic and that stays forever, of course. Um <laughs> but so then you have Main Street Cinema, which oh uh, hold on, Main Street Cinema, let's go in there for a second. Um Eric, what happens in the Main Street Cinema at Disney World? Well, Dan, <laughs> or in the in the early days. Main Street Cinema was an actual cinema where they played uh, silent Disney films because it fit in better with the time period. That sounds After great. All, guests, guests complained because they wanted those those newfangled talkies. So they started playing talkies. Now they sell Disney art and collectibles. Mm. Ah. More merch. More <laughs> merch. And huh. it's connected to stores on either side, the Main Street Confectionery and Uptown Jewelers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of jewelers where you can buy jewelry at Disney World. <laughs> buy the jewelry from the mouse. So I don't know if we want to give a point to more merch or to uh, Main Street Cinema at Disneyland, which shows silent uh, Disney cartoons. Um. Well, I mean. I, or, or neither. I don't know. It's, you're, 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 you're a judge. <laughs> I mean, well, I, you know, I, uh, yeah, no, that's like a, that's like a five pointer for Disneyland. No, for, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Are you regretting your sound choice yet? I think also, um, something I, I really like about if I could just for a second, what I like about main street cinema and Disneyland. Um, and I'm not sure exactly when they like, made the switch over to um uh they they changed it from like Charlie Chaplin and you know Buster Keaton to like Mickey Mouse cuz I believe at the beginning it was like actual silent stars and not Mickey Mouse. Yeah. But uh I I really enjoy that all the little paintings of like audiences and each little like viewing alcove and mm. even like all the graphics. I think it's all like still all from the 80s when they changed it over. And there's just something really charming for me who was born in 88 uh to see just I don't know this thing that just has persisted <laughs> like these graphics that are so yeah. old and this painting that's like so old fashioned. I just love it. You know, it's just, it's very, uh, it's charming. Well, yeah. and it's, it's such a hidden away little thing too. Right. Like it, it's, you know, they, a lot of people talk about, well, if you want to get away from the hustle and bustle of a busy theme park, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's one of those, but it's also like, it's just kind of a cool place to go. And like, especially if you're listening and you're like, I've never been in there, hang out in there for a little bit. Yeah. And there, it has, it has a sense of place to it. It's not, it's not amazing. It's not super fancy, but like after about five minutes or so, at least for me, I always find myself kind of going, Oh, okay. I'm still a person, (laughs) you know? Totally. Yeah. I, uh, and it just, it's like a nice reset. Yeah. It's like, you don't, if you're not, you know, if you're, if you're too young to go to Carthay circle or you don't have a park hopper for DCA for that, or the animation space, I would say, yeah, the main street cinema is such a lovely space to just remember that you're not just a consumer but you're mm-hmm. actually you know you're in a very historical place that means something <laughs> and it's like had intent of like behind all the design choices just magic kingdom did as well but you know i that's not my job right now didn't so, they <laughs> didn't they try to put merch in there and there was outrage 
sure did boy they like got rid of the little turnstiles they opened up the curtain so it's like not as it wasn't as dark inside oh gosh i don't know <laughs> i don't know if this is a, a part of these I don't know if this is a part of the five points, but another little fun fact, uh, Disney cast members, of course, famously have their first name only and then where they're from. And at the entrance of the Main Street Cinema, there is a ticket booth where there's a, I guess, a statue. I don't know if it's an animatronic, but uh, is it Libby or Millie or Tilly? It's Tilly. Uh, Tilly. Tilly. Tilly from Marceline, Missouri. Nice little nod back to Fort Collins, Colorado. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Eric is mentioning that the the shops are connected on that side of the street. They are not connected on the side of the street, that side of the street at Disneyland because of the cinema. However, they are connected on the other side, which can come in very, very handy if you're trying to exit while a parade is going. Yeah. I wanted to talk about that, 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 I don't know, point for or against, but the, the one benefit to Disney world is you can make your way through, I think both sides of the street from top to bottom without going outside with the exception of center street. Um, and they did that. I, I think maybe did it on purpose for weather and traffic patterns, but at Disneyland Paris, they built arcades on either side that are specifically themed. So at all times of the day, you can bypass main street. But you can still access the stores. But I think that's specifically built for weather. Mm. And I mean, you're correct to point out that it's you can go through both sides. But uh, if anyone wants a little tip for Disneyland on the Emporium side, it's all connected. But then on the other side of Center Street, which is the street in the center, um, <laughs> On the other side, the Tomorrowland side, all the stores are connected there. So if you want to, you can navigate through one side, cross, go through the other side, which is not ideal, but it can be, it can be done. And it's very useful. Other than really busy days where they take you backstage through a corridor. Yeah. All right. With posters. <laughs> With posters. <laughs> you see the soda bibs. That's right. Uh- Your attention, please. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's time for a break in the action here we are in the Ears Up uh, Supreme Resort Studios. Uh, I have with me today the the man, the legend, Michael McDonald. Hey, Welcome. how's it going? Hi, this is a nice studio you have here. Oh yeah, it's great. We've got like an old an old trailer out back that uh, it's it's empty now um, because yeah. the Mandalorian's over. Ooh, that's and there's still people in there though. Like it's empty, uh, but not. Well, they Weird. they're allowed. It's if this is California, they're allowed to squat. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Squatters' rights. No, yeah. I love that. That's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. How's what's up? How's it going? Really excited to uh, you know to be here. Talk about um, you know, talk about your your legacy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, it's, the funny thing about legacies is that you know they're everywhere. <laughs> That's and, true. Everybody does have a legacy. Has a legacy, man. You know, and so, so I figured, you know, I'd take some time in this, you know, rough time, twenty twenty, to take a little voyage to explore the legacy of a little person. His name is Mickey Mouse, and oh, wow. uh, I wanted okay. to go. I figure I'm going to go meet Mickey Mouse. I figure this is a big deal. I'm going to go. What's the biggest, what's the place that I can go that's the biggest deal to meet Mickey Mouse? And I was like, hey, man, I hear the Walt Disney World, they have a place where 
rather than than watching a tribute to one of our presidents, you you can meet a cartoon mouse. And I was like, that's my that's my thing, man. That's my yeah, thing. we just talked about it in this, or maybe we will talk about it in this episode. Yeah, no, we'll, that's, we'll find out. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. So you know, I was, uh, I mean, I was already on my on on the four hymns website to order all of the various products that you can get for hymns. And I, I figured, you know, I'm here. I may as well. I'm here online because uh, I still have a dial-up well, on, on that inter- internet. I was on. Okay. I was on the last remaining dial-up AOL connection that uh, I have insisted on having in my house. Uh, and I, I thought I'm going to go to some vacation uh, travel planner service that, and not just any. I thought. Uh, are you talking about our friends at Concy Ears? Yeah, Concy Ears. Oh, of course. See the problem. The problem. The problem that one might have if they were to be talking about this is that one might get stuck on ears up and then think, "No, it's not that." <laughs> and then they would. No, there are more anyway, ears out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I went over to their website and they, I, I, I talked to some vacation planners who are experts in the field. I said, I want to go to Walt Disney World. And they were like, we could totally, we could help you with that, man. We could totally. But that sounds, well, that's, that's great that they were, they were there to help you. Kind of like you were there to help Steely Dan when you, right. uh, well, when you showed up on the scene. See, the problem that I'm finding right now in this moment that we're having in this discussion is I, I'm trying to navigate how stoned <laughs> i would or would not be in this given situation so while i think about that i would feel like i would go to squarespace and set up a, a website to you know promote the, what was the band it was like some kind of a it was like a danny something yeah Ste- steely dan yeah, yeah. you join you join them for, awesome. uh, the album pretzel logic uh, that guy is amazing he's like the best keyboardist and guitarist I've ever met in my life. Oh, well, I thought you were the keyboardist, but, uh, well, okay. I'm, I'm pretty good, but, but, but that's Steely Dan. He's, he's awesome. And so, you know, I actually, I was talking to Steely the other day and we were talking about going to, uh, Disneyland when, when it reopens. <clears throat> and I said, you know, I, I, I had this great experience with the travel planners giving me to Disney world. They had all the answers for me. They went on hold for me. And, um, and he said, dude, you should just call them. Cause you can just do it. Cause I would imagine if you go to the website, they're going to call you anyway. Right. Cause they want to have a conversation with you. So then you just go to, you call them a five, six ears. And then that's, they call you and just say, Hey man, what do you want? And you say, I want to meet Mickey. I want to, I want to basically just meet Mickey as many ways as possible. Well, uh, that's great that they were able to help you out. Um, and I'm sure that uh, after you booked your trip, if they if, if anything changed, you know, if any Did, new deals came hey, out, they would have helped you with that. What's the deal with Goofy? Is he like, is he a dog? Is he a person? And have you ever thought about that? I mean, he's always struck me as a as as a dog. I mean, but then what's Pluto? If Goofy's a, it's just a different dog, and he's maybe not. You know, I mean, he's Mickey's dog, and Goofy's like his own man. What's it like to be Mickey's dog? Have you ever thought about that? If you're Eric, Eric, have you ever thought about what it's like to be Mickey's dog? 
Yes. And then uh, since we're since we're there, since we're talking about this, there is another hidden gem of a bathroom on the other side of the street from the market house by the Carnation. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. What is it called now? It used to be the Carnation um, ice soda stand, ice cream house, or whatever. Yeah, Carnation Cafe, I think. Right. Yeah, uh, it's. I miss the old one. It's still nice, but they used to have a little soda fountain and everything. Um, but yes, since I'm talking about bathrooms, another bathroom over on that side. Yeah, I'm going to give a point to that bathroom and all the surrounding little like lo- like narrow corridor to it. I think it's one of those more magical spots with the lighting and the little seating area right there for Carnation Cafe. It's it's I mean it, it is just to go to a bathroom, but I I think it it enhances the it enhances like the sense of place really nicely. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. No way. Excuse me. <laughs> Had to click on the window twice there. <laughs> <laughs> Whose window was it? Was it Harper Goff's window? It was Fashions by John, dressmaking, hem stitching, and picketing. Tom Pierce. Mm. Ooh. Oh, that was quick, right off the dome. <laughs> Eric, do you want to interject at all? Um, I guess, well, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting to a point here where we've got, uh, I, I feel like there's an awful lot of ground left to cover in Disney world. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, yeah. So if, if you'll go ahead, go ahead, Dan, no, shut up your, yeah, no, please go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here, let's, let's get, let's get into something, uh, something a little bit, uh, a little bit ridiculous. Uh, the main street confectionery shop. Uh, it's on the northeast corner of Town Square. Uh, you'll notice I'm skipping the chapeau, which we'll get back to. I've got I've got to talk about that later. The Main Street Confectionery Shop was is is similar to the the candy shop at uh, Disneyland, where we um, and this allows Dan to talk about it next. But here's why. Maybe, oh, nah, I was going to have Dan talk about it first. Never mind. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, am i allowed to say band organ on this episode oh yes yeah okay there's been a band organ reset <laughs> so yeah. natalie when you're talking about yeah. uh oh, yeah. the little subconscious um i guess preview of the jungle cruise yeah there's also to my brain at least um there's a little subconscious preview of the fact that there are so many band organs in Disneyland in the candy store, uh, they have a delightful band organ that plays delightful band organ music, which you can see more band organs later on in your day at uh, Dumbo and at the carousel. Carousel. No, same thing. 
same thing. No, same thing. technically the, the Dumbo was a calliope, right? Oh, calliope. oh yeah, that's true. Right. And uh, you can hear a band organ at the Mark Twain uh, dock. And you can see a band organ at the Golden Horseshoe Review. At this point, they may as well just have one on stage and put a spotlight on it. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we made a lot of mistakes. Here's Bandy the Band Organ. (laughs) (laughs) Can we do that with a player piano? Wait, what are we talking about here? Little band organ. I mean, do I need to explain what band organ is again? No, please don't. Um, hmm. I mean that is a, that is super interesting. I, I yeah. I, mean, I don't know but, if it's super interesting. <laughs> no, I'm a kind. I'm a kind judge. I'm a kind judge. Um. Yeah. yeah, Eric. I don't know what you were wanting me to go over. Do you have anything on the? No, no, no. Shop? I was going to say you can talk about your candy shop after I talk about mine. Oh, okay. There's a band door. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I'll. I'll pre-counter your band organ with unnecessary backstory. How does that sound? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Please, 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 please. Is it like done really like 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 shoehorn with just like a like a sign on a wall? Because I love that. <laughs> you did you read my my mind? <laughs> Where were you on the carousels episode? <laughs> Um, the the Main Street Confectionery Shop has a similar setup where you can see um, you can see people making candy. Mm-hmm. You can't see it in the window from the street, but you can see it immediately when you walk inside. There's a large area where they're they're making candy. Uh, however, according to Imagineer Kevin Neary, uh, in 1998 the store was redesigned to have a backstory. There's a poster. <laughs> There's no way this can go in a bad direction, oh, right? And so this is a, a you're you're used to the the sweet smell in the air of the candy store, but you also see a lot of weird pipes and gears and not quite steampunky. It doesn't go that far, but you see a lot of everything's in large tubes, like clear tubes of candy, um, a lot of a lot of brass showing, um, and there's a poster right near the fudge counter that references the Columbian Exposition. Chicago, the Chicago World's Fair of 1893. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, uh, is this run yeah. by Milton Hershey? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> well, before you continue, I just want to say that that would make sense in a way. The, the time period, well, yes, and and here's the the main, I guess the the main design conceit that the Imagineer put out there is that. The, it's inspired off of the Hall of Machinery from the Columbian Exposition. Hmm. So um, that's that's the the short story. Here's the long story from the Imagineer himself. <laughs> oh, please. Thomas and Kitty Crumb had run a candy store on Main Street for as long as anyone could remember. In fact, they became famous for their sweet creations. But Thomas, Thomas McCrum was never one for resting on his laurels. He was always looking for new and exciting ways to improve his candy making and increase his business. On a fateful trip to Chicago for the World's Columbian Exposition of 1893, McCrum found inspiration. He and his wife entered the Expo's storied machinery hall and were mesmerized by the mechanical machinations on display. 
That's right, mechanical machinations. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on returning home, McCrum set out. Right, McCrum set out to duplicate some of what he'd seen, applying the wondrous new innovations to the creation of chocolate and other such delicacies. Uh, he quickly from prototypes and test recipes to full-blown production. In no time, the McCrum's little candy store had expanded, pushing into nearby storefronts and taking over an entire corner of Town Square. Now, at the turn of the 20th century, McCrum's Main Street Confectionery is poised and ready to take advantage of a new era of technological advancement, the Electric Age. Kitty McCrum, of course, has had to hire additional help, especially to get through the busy season, when streams of tourists pour forth from the railroad station at the edge of town. But it's all worth it to see the smiles on their faces. Now, if she and Thomas could only stop sampling their creations. Right. <laughs> there are plenty of McCrums from those donuts. Yeah, yeah. Now the the reason they chose the name McCrum mm-hmm. uh, is because Doctor Thomas McCrum was a dentist who paid Disney's Laughagram Studio five hundred dollars to make a short film about tooth care called Tommy Tucker's Tooth in nineteen twenty two. Oh, I love that. Huh. Uh, well, the hundred year anniversary is coming up, so you know that's coming out of the vault, right? But. <laughs> <laughs> but McCrum basically saved Laughagram Studio, which eventually failed anyway. But it, it was at a time when Disney was really, you know, the Disney brothers were about to close Laughagram again. And McCrum wanted this uh, this movie to promote uh, dental hygiene to children. And uh, th- now his name has been immortalized in a weird joke that nobody gets that he's a dentist who owns a candy shop. Mm. Kind of. Mm. Mm. That's like some Tim Burton stuff, right? There. I like it. Confectionery shop. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, you know it, they always start 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 with story first, right? Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I, I think like overuse of story is just gets confusing. I don't think it needs to be there. I, I don't like so, it. <laughs> Judge Judge- let, let me counter that that is that um the candy shop at disneyland it's a can it's just it's a candy shop and if you want to get the band organ and it's a band organ i don't know i i didn't know what he was wanting so i'm just like i don't know band <laughs> organ. um so <laughs> it's a candy shop and it sells candy that they make and you can watch them make the candy and instead of going in to the candy shop to see them make the candy as though you're visiting someone in prison. You can just kind of hang out outside and be like, Hey, there's the guy making candy or the, or the lady making candy. So, uh, I think Christy introduced the canon that the jury is allowed to uh, reserve <laughs> points for future <laughs> awards. Sure. So as the jury, I I'm going to reserve two and a half points for the McCrum story. <laughs> <laughs> the crumb link to Walt Disney and Laughagram Studios. I think that's very cool. I'm reserving two and a half points for future use. All right. I'll allow it. Thank you, Judge. <laughs> <laughs> um, so another fun thing at Disneyland is so you're going up from, again, this, the uh, right hand side. Uh, you're leaving the cinema, going into the market house, which is now uh, um Starbucks and um, you go (laughs) further to the left and there's um, uh, lockers, which are really cool because you can put them in, put things, put Mm -hmm. things in them. Mm -hmm. Now next to the lockers, 
is the much debated the wall a drinking fountain <laughs> and that drinking fountain is inside of a wall it is famously the test wall yeah. And since both of you are so excited to hear about it, I'll just go ahead and let you <laughs> finish. Because all I have is it's a test wall and I was going to wing it. So, uh, I mean, they, go, go ahead, Natalie, if you've got something yeah, to say about it. I, on- I, as, as much as I know, um, it was where they tested the textures for the different, like the stucco textures and the bricks and things like that before they applied them to the rest of the facades, which you should always do if you're doing something like that. And I think that's a wonderful, like little piece of trivia. Well, and it it also goes to the point of like, here's these people, these guys in short sleeves, shirts and and ties um, who, you know, always short sleeves. (laughs) Always. That's, That's the look. Um, and you know they 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 worked as animators and they were you know imagineering didn't exist right and here here's this madman saying you're gonna build me a Disneyland <laughs> build me a land <laughs> build me a me place and. Um, <laughs> gotta get away from that (laughs) I had a vision while I was being attacked by hell creatures (laughs) Um, so they didn't they weren't builders and they had to figure out how to do this they had to figure out how to make all of it and so they were like I don't know. Let's just build this wall. That is, you you kind of see them learning over time. <laughs> it's just it's 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 a great it's a great thing, especially if you're you're with somebody who sort of makes it through the tiki room challenge, and you can be like, okay, I'm going to show you some stuff now, buddy. <laughs> yeah. What's the tiki room challenge? I'm sorry. Is that well, the tiki room challenge is something that I believe in very strongly, uh, and it also I think there's a similar Main Street Cinema challenge. Where if you're going to the park for the first time with somebody, you take them to the tiki room. It's their first time, not your first time. Their first time. Yeah. Yeah. You take them to the tiki room and their reaction to it will give you an idea of what the rest of your day will be like with that person. That's a wonderful litmus test. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Test wall. Eric, what's your test wall like? (laughs) Uh, Rather than a test wall in on East Center Street, we have uh, bricks that are. Uh, at this point, probably about 120 years old, uh, that were purchased from the local town of Winter Park, Florida. I almost said Colorado because we have one of those too. Um, uh, when they were originally building um, the 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 street of Main Street, uh, some of the Imagineers came up with the idea of paving the entire thing in old cobblestones and brick. When um, Dick Irvine found uh, found that they were tearing up some old streets in Winter Park. He approached them to buy the bricks. When they found out he was from Disney, they charged him so much money. <laughs> forget it. And he only bought enough to do East and West Center Street. Wow. Didn't know that. And then he used concrete for the rest of the street. That's pretty cool. That's great. I think the, these two facts, both, uh, I'd say three points each for both park. I nice. love it. Love it. Orlando <laughs> I think that's very appropriate. Yeah, Orlando, that. Florida. Excuse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next? 
do we want to talk about the cigar shop? Situation? I want to talk about I I, I do want to talk about the, the cigar shop and the Native Americans standing outside and what that symbolized. But before I do, I have a very very big issue with Starbucks, and this is mm-hmm. true for any Main Street or California Adventure. Starbucks did not exist during this time. And it bothers me if you're trying to keep in the period and you're trying to stay on brand on theme, why is there a Starbucks branded thing in DCA, Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, anywhere outside of the timing version of the sign? Yeah, but it bothers me. Like Maxwell House made sense because that was a thing at the turn of the century, I assume. Um, but when you put a Starbucks on turn of the century Main Street, it, it I don't know. I don't like it. What about the Westward Ho McDonald's fry wagon? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fair. And it's um, gone. No, I mentioned that wagon on most episodes. <laughs> it's necessary. I agree with you. I agree. I want, I want to make it clear. I 100% agree with the sentiment of what you're saying. However, I sadly understand it because of how people view so so many people, coffee and Starbucks are one and the same. True. Like people say, I need I I need my coffee in the morning. What they really need is I need my candy bar that has a little drizzling of of coffee in it in the morning that I can get at the drive through at Starbucks. Yeah. Okay. Can I can I talk about the original sponsors of Main Street? This seems like a good place. Yeah. I don't know if Dan has a similar a similar list off the top of his head, but it's the same story. It's always been this way. The original sponsors of main street um, at Walt Disney world were Coca-Cola at the main street refreshment. Which corner, existed which in the turn the of the century. <laughs> That's true. It did. Okay. Next one. Sara Lee existed. at the main street bake shop. Nobody doesn't like Sara Lee. That's true. Right. Nobody doesn't like Sara Lee. Doesn't like. Does it's it? Do- does it? It doesn't like. It doesn't. Like. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> Does not nobody does not like Sarah Lee. Double negatives in the slogan. Nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. I'm telling you, it's that is the slogan. I'm looking it up right now. Hey, hey Google. Google. Oh god. Uh, board the slogan for Sarah Lee. Oh gosh. Motto is everybody doesn't like something, but nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. See, oh, really? Wow. Thank you, Google. You're wow. the most precious and wonderful thing in my life. Wow. We bleak view of humanity it's like everybody right. doesn't like some <laughs> google sh- shut up stop <laughs> uh borden's sponsored the main street ice cream parlor yep gulf oil gulf hospitality house oscar meyer the hotel coffee shop in town square which is now tony's GAF Corporation was the official film. They ran the camera shop because they had just broken ties with Kodak two years earlier. Now, what does GAF stand for? Is that great as? <laughs> great as. Great as and then the word we can't say on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody doesn't like yay. <laughs> the market house that sold candy and snacks was sponsored by Savannah Sugar. Mm. Um, they sold any candies. Um, JM Smucker Jams and Jellies, Planters Nuts. Um, Hallmark Cards had a store. And um, of note, uh, both Coke and Pepsi were sold at the Disney parks until 1982. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Crossing the streets. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through and look all that up, but I would argue that every one of those corporations existed on or around the turn of the 20th century. Now, now that you, you mention it, I'm like, oh, some of these are some pretty old companies. Yeah. Gulf Oil, probably not. Yeah, maybe. But I'm I'm gonna look it up. 
So in uh, 1955, when Main Street opened up at Disneyland, um, a lot of the shops were operated by outside vendors. Some of them we will be getting to shortly. Um, and it was interesting because he kind of, Walt kind of knew that the vendors were like in there for a, someone's a cash grab. Um, they didn't they really might be in there scraping the vault. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, a lot of the vendors didn't think the park was going to last the first year. So they were just like, Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll hitch up a store and, you know, get some money from these suckers. And so while that was happening, Walt, again, leaned on his Imagineers and they're like, you should probably learn how to do a, you know, sell stuff business. Also known as merchandise. Or yeah. Thank but yeah, because most vendors were, were actually hired by CV Wood. Right. The original park manager, because they, a lot of them were friends of his or old business associates. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And he was an old oil guy too, right? He was a Texas oil guy, I want to say, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he was from Texas. I don't think he wasn't oil. He wasn't rich. Mm. Also, uh, we had Kodak Camera Center, which was owned by Walt's dear friend. And my namesake, Art Linkletter. That's right. Because <laughs> my name is Dan Pressler Linkletter Pepsi. But all of those, all of those uh, things, they were kind of reluctant, right? They, they thought it was a risk. They weren't. Well, you know. yeah, they were. But uh, Art Linkletter, he knows he knows a good deal when he sees it, which is mm. why he made all those chairs that he sold in the eighties and nineties. That's right. Um, but and he he operated the camera center for ten years, and it was it was like basically a the best deal he could get. And Walt was just like, "Yeah, you're in for a good deal, buddy," because he said, "I'll host your Disneyland opening broadcast for like scale, and in return, I'll just give me the lease to this place. I'll still pay the regular lease fees. Like you're not giving me like anything. You're going to treat me just like any other business here, but." I'm going to be in on the ground floor here for 10 years because I know that I'll be able to make a lot of money selling these people cameras and film. And, and he actually had a camera store in uh, LA or Hollywood at the time anyway. So it wasn't like a, Hey, <laughs> maybe try my hand at cameras. Like he actually <laughs> knew what he was doing. Yeah. And his, I believe his first shot in that Disneyland broadcast is shot from the roof of that building. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Cause it was his basically. Right. Hmm. Oh, so uh, yeah, let's go back to the, uh, before Natalie has a verdict one way or the other on that stuff. Uh, the tobacco shop, the native American standing on main street. Some people may ask why it's there. It was in front of the tobacco shop. And at the time, a lot of people couldn't read and Native Americans were sort of synonymous with tobacco, which is why that's there. And he has a, a twin in uh, Frontierland. At the time, meaning turn of the century, right? Not 1955. That's 1955. Yes. At the turn of the time period, it represents, which is evidently in the 1970s when Starbucks was opened. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. The, the, there's Starbucks at Disney World too, right? I, I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, approximately the same location. Yeah. So this is a verdict on brand presence. I'm mean, that's kind of how I'm stealing. Well, I think it, we we derailed onto Starbucks, and then we talked about sponsors, and then Dan talked about the 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 Main Street 
sort of sponsors, but he didn't talk about the actual companies who were third party. Right. I mean, they're, we can get into the details there, but they're not there anymore. It's the right. same story. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, okay. Well, <laughs> it's okay to just say irrelevant. Moving on. Well, I mean, it, it, you know what? I uh, like for Disneyland, I actually, I don't know. You know what? I think I'm going off of like what, like, you know, broad appeal, many different levels of fans of like Disney parks and visitors. People like knowing about things more often than not. And the fact mm-hmm. that like there were these play, these, these brands there and there's like things like that on both of these parks. I think that's like at least a point each. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A- and honestly, like I'll add another point to both parks uh, with the presence of Starbucks. I know, I know like, you know, it's, it's, you know, sacrilegious. It doesn't match the theme, but I think it also kind of leads back into the comforting thing, familiar oh, sure. brand, things like that. It's like, look, we got you Starbucks. Starbucks is the Disneyland of coffee. We're at the Disneyland of theme parks. Come on. That's whatever. That, you know, so, actually to that point, that feels more on brand. They are the Disneyland of coffee. That's true. Yeah. So I think that's like, that's like two points for each park. Yeah. Right. And I think Starbucks already has its hooks into so many people that I think at some point Disney was like, look, instead of having them like go out of the park to get their damn coffee, just bring it in here. But you can't use your Starbucks like extra special rewards and that kind of stuff at the ones inside the parks. Oh, I like that. You can earn rewards, can't you? What's that? Can you earn rewards? I don't think so. You can use the app. Oh, but you don't get rewards. I, there's something that's different. But anyway, past show corrections. The only time Starbucks is at Disney parks. That's funny. So some of the brands that we were talking about, we got Wurlitzer had a presence there. Uh, Buena Vista Records, which still exists. Uh, they had Yale Town, Yale and Town Lock Shop. And hey, Buena Vista the, Records. That's Disney's label now, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, the Swift Market House was the Market House. It became Maxwell House, and there was also a little something called Hollywood Maxwell's Intimate Apparel mm-hmm. Shop, featuring featuring Hollywood Maxwell, the Wizard of Bras, um, which was the, an actual statue. <laughs> you you have more about this than I do, as is usually the case. Please. The, they they the wizard of bras was an actual figure and they would go through the history of intimate apparel corsets uh you know brassieres and the history of those things and they would also do private fittings and you could purchase intimate apparel from the hollywood maxwell's wizard of bras and inside the store you could peep into these little windows where there were dioramas of historical images of women in their underwear oh wow uh, didn't last long. It closed a year later. <laughs> yeah. But it is now a porch with a door that no longer works. Believe right. me, I've tried to get in there. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and Wizard is still in there just waiting for someone to, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> to get through. Is that the facade between uh, the cinema and the magic shop? I believe so. It is on the right-hand no. side. It's just a porch with rocking chairs on it. Oh, it's that one. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the porch. Parlor. 
Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So if if anyone if and anyone listening to this is like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, when you're at Disneyland and there's that one porch where there's almost always just some some family hang out hanging out there the entire day and you're angry because you're like i want to do that (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah been there or christmas carolers were stand on that porch because i've been one of them Mm -hmm. um i wasn't being paid i just was singing (laughs) and they're like who is this guy (laughs) um that's where hollywood maxwell was got it okay eric you got more Okay, I do got more. Let's go for uh quick and easy. There's the Plaza the, the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor is all the way down. It's it's a place where you can get ice cream scooped, you can get uh soft serve, you can get floats. I prefer the Coke float. I don't know why. I don't normally eat Coke floats or drink them, consume them, whatever the verb is. The but magic of Disney to- because you don't eat yeah. Starbucks outside of Disney parks either. So are you, are you are you anti root beer float? No, no, and that's it. If I were to make a float in in normal world, I'd probably make a root beer float. But there, I get a Coke float. I don't know why. Maybe because Barks is not my preferred root beer. Mm-hmm. 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 A and W. Yeah, it's right. not a good float root beer. And then Dad's root beer is just—I don't understand why it exists. Right. It's for Dad. <laughs> right. You buy a case on Father's Day. That's the only time. They that's right. <laughs> uh, also, that was a real quick one. There's uh, there's Crystal Arts, the uh, the location where you can uh, you can purchase things made out of glass or watch someone do make actual hand blown glass art. The Arebus brothers met Walt Disney at 1964 the 1964 World's Fair. Uh, he came to really like their work where they were representing um, they were representing Spain um, and he hired them to build a shop uh, behind Sleeping Beauty Castle. And now they have 19 stores associated with Disney parks around the world. Wow. Arriba. Do they do they own the glass shop in New Orleans Square? Yes. Wait. Ah. Hmm? Glass shop in New Orleans Square. Is that now I'm thinking of the Pandora in New Orleans Square. Oh. There's the. Perfumery. Mm. They built Pandora a Pandora in really- the Square. That's a weird place. <laughs> they have one at Downtown Disney too. Remember? I know. I don't know how they fit all the the queue and everything in there. <laughs> They're very talented. <laughs> efficiency, Disneyland, and their efficiency again. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a handblown glass shop in New Orleans Square now, do they? They used oh, uh, to. Mm. A glass shop in New Orleans Square. That's for a different episode. Anyway, they did. Going. Oh yeah, no, they they definitely did, and I know this because I would frequently ask the the one person working there who was doing absolutely nothing for change, so so I could put tokens into or quarters into uh, Fortune Red because there were too <laughs> many, because there were too many people at the pieces of eight, you know, buying their various eight pieces. So <laughs> I would. I, you know, being the smart kid that I was, I would be like, hey, you know what? I'll just go over to that shop over there. They're not doing anything. And I'd be, (laughs) this is a totally true story too. I would go over and I would say to the guy, it was almost always the same guy. And I'd say, hey, can I get change? And he'd he'd just look at me and he would say, and I I swear this is true. You ask me for change. Like you ask me 
for <laughs> like, oh, like he's an artist. Yeah, it wasn't the accent that I was trying. It was the 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 emphasis. It was the you ask me ask- for change. <laughs> yeah, and I was and I was like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> and he he did it with the least amount of joy that a person could possibly do something, <laughs> and he, he just put it in he put the quarters in my hand in the most dismissive way <laughs> and i loved it <laughs> i am an artist not a absolutely so i made it a, a, an effort every time i went <laughs> to especially if i saw that guy working i'd be like oh i need change <laughs> oh man it's fantastic. At the Arebus Brothers Crystal Shop on Main Street and other Arebus Brothers locations, you can get a crystal uh, Cinderella castle. And they were retailing at around $12,000. Hmm. They have discontinued said castles. Um, so the price has gone up. They've sold five of them this year already. Um, $37,500 um, was the price. It is now currently... $49,500. And it, it's going to go to our 13th caller. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right now. Say, all you got to do is call the number. You know what the number is, or go to our website, www.supremeresort.go.disney.universal.tikiroom.com.go.netflix. <laughs> In all seriousness, the number is 856 Our Ears. <laughs> 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 the thirteenth caller. Call and demand your <laughs> forty thousand dollar crystal castle. Giant, giant thing. Gosh, it's like <laughs> you weren't already spending so much money. Like, kind of a eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those those people exist, and if I had the money, I would be one of them. <laughs> In the baby center, baby center, where the babies go. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the Ritalin just kicked in, so I love um, it. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you did that. Good job. <laughs> you did that. I totally did. Uh, Walt Disney has a little baby picture of himself in there. That's right. So if you Aww. are at Disneyland and you're riding, you know, Space Mountain or whatever, and you get off of it, and you're like, I wonder what Walt Disney looks like. It's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> you can go get that question answered mm-hmm. also in the baby care center there's something called a hopper and it's basically like so according to what i'm looking at here it isn't a sink or a toilet it's actually a combination of both mm. oh and it was used to wash and rinse soiled cloth diapers mm. and uh yeah uh, it was installed in the 1950s before the invention of disposable diapers so no, it's not to wash your baby in the toilet, which is what I kind of thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's, it's wash it's, the toilet off your baby. Yeah, wash the toilet off of the the diapers, <laughs> which <laughs> makes more sense. All right. Um, do we want to? I know Eric, you've got more, but do we? Do you guys want to explore some of the restaurants towards the top of Main Street, like Casey's Corner, Coke Corner? Yeah, I was going to head that way next because our baby center at Walt Disney World is right between Casey's Corner and the Crystal Palace restaurant. Um, so I was going to say that's where our baby place is. It has four rooms and a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then both talk about 
a, a small merch shop where you can buy you know diapers and other things that you may have run out of or forgotten. Yeah, it's a nice concept. I like that. Yeah, my sister says it's really mm. nice in there. And before uh, before I forget, I also want to mention that the the park bench that Disney Walt Disney sat on at Griffith Park while he was getting <laughs> before the apocalypse. <laughs> By knife wielding hobos. <laughs> is located at the Main Street Opera House. Yep. Yeah. That's a that's a three point there there for me. Three points. Three points nope. to Disneyland. <laughs> and and also I didn't know that Magic Kingdom had like a spot you could buy diapers and stuff. That is that is a point. That is a point there for me for Magic Kingdom. That's very interesting. Orlando, Florida. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> to be fair, I think they both have it, but you know, we'll oh, do they? Well, I think I, so. Yeah, I don't know for sure. So let's. Uh. <clears throat> All right, we've got three restaurants at the north end of Main Street in the Magic Kingdom. There is the um, there is Casey's Corner, uh, which is f- uh, fairly heavily themed um, to the um uh, to the classic poem um casey at the bat and i am thinking why did i start with that one if i wasn't um, yeah the, the it's very baseball themed the the cast members wear you know old-timey baseball uniforms and baseball caps and um, i believe like disneyland's coke corner there is a piano where a live musician will play the piano yeah, there's nice seating inside and outside for a while. There was um, there was actual stadium like bleacher seating inside the building. Mm, that's right. Watch, really, uh, sports. That's right. Films, um, but they they cut that out a few years ago to make more space for tables. It's still such a crowded place. Mm-hmm. Not not only because the Emporium empties out into just through the restaurant, but it's a very I mean, it's a very good restaurant. They, I really like the hot dogs, but mm-hmm. um, it's a very busy area. So, Eric, are you saying that the Emporium is like that entire side of the street and then Casey's Hot Dog Wonderland? Uh, it's it's yes, I haven't really spoken about the Emporium, but it does start. It's after um, after it was. Uh, expanded initially there was a an east and west center street but it expanded at some point in the past um and was um now it it encompasses the entire left side of the street and goes behind casey's corner yeah i I think this is this is back to the continuous shop i believe there are different store names and different like it's the toy shop or the whatever but it's all one continuous store so you have the emporium and the toy shop and the kids clothing or whatever but it's all the same store right yeah hall of champions main street fashion and apparel disney clothes clothiers right clothiers but you could buy you could get something you could get something in the Emporium and buy it at the Disney Clothiers because it's all one giant shop. Right. Mm. Um, does your import, does the Emporium over there have whimsical balconies mm. inside? Inside. Um, because they do at Disneyland and they're delight. They do. They do have some, some, some whimsy and this is why I was saving it, but there's some unnecessary backstory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go, go, go do it. I want to hear it. 
All right. The Emporium. Now, one of the actually something that we we really have neglected thus far is the Main Street Music Loop, Mm. which is a giant topic in and of itself. But for quite some time, the Magic Kingdom had music from a movie from 1963 called Summer Magic. The songs Flitterin', Summer Magic, Beautiful Beulah, and I Could Love a Million Girls were used in the Main Street loop at Walt Disney World. Now, the reason a movie from 1963 uh, was featured there was because it was set in that same time period in the late 1800s. So in the movie, Summer Magic, Burl Ives plays Mm. Osh Popham, who is a store owner and storyteller. He is also listed as the proprietor of the Emporium when you start on the South End. Burl Ives uh, or Osh Popham? <laughs> yes, Burl Ives. Burl Ives. Osh Popham, proprietor. Uh, the store was apparently established in 1863, which is nod to the movie, which came out in 1963. Uh, the first part of the store with the gaslighting uh, expanded because as the town grew, as Main Street grew, Osh added on to the store and took over other storefronts. Um, Further down, uh, when they closed Center Street to build the Emporium Gallery, as it is called, um, which was apparently established in 1901, the year of Walt Disney's birth, uh, the large chandelier has both gas and electric lighting. Uh, The gas fixtures point upward to avoid leaking, um, and the electric fixtures point downward. The windows to the Emporium Gallery, since this is a much it's a much more open area. There's, there's a big domed ceiling. There are mm. lots of windows up front. The three windows in front of the, the gallery describe what the gallery sells. It offers the latest and greatest electrical lamps, gramophones, talking machines, Edison kinetoscopes, imported glassware, ladies, ladies wearing apparel, not ladies wearing apparel. You can't buy <laughs> ladies. Um, finest house for furnishing. There's only one place you can buy ladies in, in Disney parks and you can't do that anymore. That's right. Children's toys and novelties. Um, that was the last part you could buy there. Very cool. Uh, yes. And then the, the remaining it, the, the story goes that Osh kept on buying these other stores and integrated them into his own store. Um, there's a mural inside that depicts happy people shopping as the, the caption, the large, turn of the century it, picture like a the that boardwalk style of of writing on this mural um shopping in the grand style personal luxuries finest fashions and all of the people in that painting are imagineers oh cool that's the emporium nice the emporium we were talking, we were talking about restaurants but hey we got through the emporium <laughs> yeah if, if you'd like Summer Magic Connection to the Chapeau, the hat shop. Sure. Okay. You indulge me. Um, the Chapeau is a basically a Mickey's, Mickey ears and hats specialty shop. Um, the connection to Summer Magic is that Haley Mills' character in the movie, Nancy Carey, is the proprietor of this shop. The plaque out front used to read, until it was removed, N. Carey, Milliner, number 63, Main Street. Number 63, again, referring to the year the movie came out. Oh, um, nice little nod. Shop, I wonder how her sister's yeah. doing. The shop um, is... <laughs> I got that. A, I just got that. Thank you. <laughs> Parent trap reference. <laughs> uh, 
the shop is designed to look like a house that they took over and built into a, a store. So the there's a foyer and sitting room that has all the display space. There are family photos on the walls from the movie. And um, there is a uh, there's a, a a hat box hanging outside that reads the chapeau. That's the main sign. I got to bring up an issue I have. And I'm not saying this is like I'm not trying to argue against the point or anything here. Just pointing out an actual like feeling that I had when hearing about that. This linear sense of time that they seem to be really pushing is like it feels uncomfortable to me where it's like you start at the beginning at the beginning of the shop. Now we're in this part of of time and that as you go forward, you are experiencing a transition to I mean, it's cute, but it's kind of like, does it need to be everywhere? Well, they really in in Walt Disney World it is they really leaned into it yeah uh, and here here for your your listening pleasure is a list of dates no oh. <laughs> <clears throat> I was gonna save this but hey, let's just go for it now it's relevant um, the uh, Main Street Chamber Chamber of Commerce is listed as established in 1871 Harmony oh, no. Barbershop in 86 oh no no is it is this really gonna happen yep. It's happening. Oh, no. oh God! Crystal Arts was established in 1875. The Plaza Parlor was established in 1857. The Emporium expansion was 1901. Um, that's about all of it. It's not in exact numerical order because some of these stores were uh, have been around for a while. Is it based on the architectural style of the time, like in Frontierland and um, uh, Liberty Square? So I think I think the point that that I like I enjoy uh, uh, about this is it's not 1963 or whatever they're using the homages to either the music or the music is based on homages to these films that tell a story and it's not telling a story about that time period it's incorporating the characters which what Disney's all about they incorporate the characters and and even in shops which again going back to these details that nobody the layman doesn't really pay attention to but we as Disney nerds, there's this mural on the wall that's reflective of us shopping and enjoying themselves. And they're all Imagineers. I think that's really cool. That part I think is cool, but I just, it gets up to a point with me and this is just my taste where just, can it just be a a shop that's themed to a thing? You know, it is. They were trying to outdo what they did in Disneyland. This is, this is what happened. They, They wanted to do Disneyland again, but similar to the argument that Jeremy made about Jungle Cruise in Walt Di- in the Magic Kingdom, it, this was a chance to do it all the way planned from start to finish instead of going, I don't know, put up a bunch of buildings. We have a year. Yeah. So in, a, in the argument of who's doing a thing better. Oof. Well, yeah, mm. that's why we kind of hold that one, because it's it's such a huge overarching concept behind this version of Main Street. Yes, you talked about the hug, and this is much this is much bigger, and and but it's it, there was a chance for the Imagineers to put more effort directly into style and design and theme that they couldn't have done in the initial stages of Disneyland. Well, they could have, but I don't think they were as immersive as they are now at the time. Right? They, they, yeah, exactly. They they hadn't learned all those tricks, and and they hadn't. Develop the desire for that. Is it immersive to shoehorn in just 
a character from some movie that nobody saw. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, it's cute. I, I, I grant, I grant that it's cute. I just don't know that cute and imaginative or uh, good are necessarily the same thing. I, the mm. fact that there's thought behind it, though, is is significant. Does, that's not to say that there isn't thought put into the other thing. In fact, I would say there might be less thought put into something where it's like, well, let's just copy it off that movie. Let's just make it about that I, movie. I, what and are you talking about? That's still all Disney parks. What are you talking about? Not, Stop. You're embarrassing yourself. Main Street's not built on no, – I'm not embarrassing myself. Main Street <laughs> isn't based on a movie. I mean, it's, it's based on a lived experience. Mm-hmm. And we'll leave it to the judge. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to get my point out there and, and that that's all. I just, it doesn't need it. And it's, it's cute that it's there, but it, why, <laughs> why, when something's already perfect, why put a dollop of whipped cream on it that it doesn't need whipped cream? Allows us to geek out about it. Yeah. People to write yeah, it's it we can we can do that, but I don't know that it translates to better. You're, you're saying it's like a hat on a hat. Yeah, it is. It's like it, it. Yes, it feels like a hat on a hat. Yeah, but if that hat is also a raccoon, ooh, nah. that can sing a duet with you. I just, one of the things I like about it, and this is me personally again, and you know, the judge, it's the judge is the judge. Um, I just would like to put it out there that. Main Street, I think, is strong enough of a concept to exist on its own. It does. It's like it's like, in some ways, it's like the Starbucks thing. It's like, why bring in this other thing? You're this. This can just be Main Street, and that's part of the charm. Is it's not. It's not Cinderella presents Main Street. Okay, so Natalie, you can put a kibosh to this and give your yeah. Yeah, I mean, I um. It, this is tough because I mean I do, I agree with both. <laughs> you know, initially, like it, it, it's, it is. Oh, I think, in terms of, I mean, it's, for what's better? Oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's ew boy. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with Dan. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think. I don't think adding more narrative makes it better i think it might offer more to look at but i don't know if it makes it a better product so hmm. no point no, no point for narrative and uh in the, in the stores not not, not in stores <laughs> <laughs> so th- there's something i want to i want to just interject <clears throat> kind of switching gears back to music he, eric was talking about the music loops and how they tie into the stores and i think we landed on where how we feel about that um, some, many people don't know that the park opened in 55 and the only music you could hear in Disneyland was live music. There was no ambient music. There were no street loops and things. And forgive me if you guys are going to talk about it, but I'm, I'm geeked out about it. No, it's fine. I would only add, I mean, keep going, please. Cause I don't have anything about that, but I would like to add that. I remember at some point reading that 
someone, I think it was Jack Wagner, yes. was noting that was, as he was walking down Main Street, he heard like the Beach Boys playing and he's like, right. yeah, this isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. So they were playing music from, you know, the 50s and 60s and the Disneyland band or whatever. So it just didn't fit Main Street. So he curated music loops for Main Street and other areas of the park. But it wasn't until 1970 that there was actually music loops that Jack Wagner personally curated. Um, and, uh, the same music loops were in 1971 and uh, Walt Disney world. So magic kingdom has always had music loops. Disneyland didn't get theirs until 1970. He's responsible for over 40 area appropriate music loops, uh, with the original parks that music, those music loops could be heard through 1991. And then Disney took over and they came up with other music loops, including some Broadway stuff. I think Broadway first was introduced on Main Street in 1992. I want to say it was uh, Meredith Wilson, 76 Trombones. I know there's the Music Man yeah, in the, there. Music Man, yeah. Music Man, Oklahoma. Everyone. Yeah, what? Favorite song for the music loop? Fortuosity. Wells Fargo Wagon. Many a new day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oklahoma. Natalie, anything? Uh, anything? You know, I don't know the names. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we're, we're an arts uh, podcast. You'll have to. No, no, no. That's fine. You know, I was actually listening to the, to the, uh, to the track, to like the, the loop on YouTube uh, last night. And I don't remember what it's called, but it seems that it, it's not the one from up. Cause I'm like, I'm like, right. yeah, okay, great. It's like this other one. <laughs> and, and I, it's, it's wonderful that I'm just using the other one. It's, 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 I don't know. I, ha- I don't have a good answer. <laughs> That's okay. So, so they, in 1994, they officially came up with the music loop that I, I grew up with, which was Oklahoma, Music Man, et cetera, et cetera. But Walt was a big fan of Meredith Wilson. And in 1959, when they did the Tomorrowland expansion, they had a big parade and they invited, you know, uh, Art Linklater was there doing stuff and they invited Meredith Wilson over and they pointed out to Main Street and they had a parade playing 76 trombones from the Music Man. And there were 76 trombone players in that band. And they brought him out to conduct the orchestra on Main Street. And he didn't know. It was a surprise. He had no idea. Huh. And then that same thing happened on opening day in 1971. Meredith Wilson, 76 trombones. And that was really cool. Hmm. So fun, random side um, story from, from that opening at Walt Disney World. Uh, behind the scenes uh, or backstage before uh, before Meredith Wilson came out for 76 trombones, he was uh, basically hanging out with the original uh, Dapper Dans and singing uh, backstage loud enough that uh, a few somebody, I I can't remember who had to go back and tell them, Hey guys, you got to quiet down. We can hear you out here. (laughs) Um, yeah, so the point was that I think area music is sort of synonymous with Disney parks and they didn't have area music until Jack Wagner came up with it in the 1960s, 70. Uh, and it was Jack Wagner who was the voice of Disneyland uh, up and through, I want to say the eighties, nineties, he can still be heard of course on the, uh, oh, he's, he could be heard twice as one at Matterhorn, um, it's remain seated, please. And then the Spanish equivalent. And then in Disney World, uh, please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, mantenganse alejado de las puertas. The end. Chapeau is hat. It, the French have a different word for everything. <laughs> Steve, Steve Martin. Steve yeah. Martin. Yeah. Um, how many, uh, I feel like we 
probably should be wrapping up before yeah, we're ready. Um, oh yes, probably the Eric, restaurants, right? Like at the end. Yeah, restaurants. Uh, Eric, by the numbers, how many do you have? Um, all together on Main Street, four. Okay, we got <laughs> Carnation Cafe, Plaza Inn, uh, Coke Corner, Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe, and the Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor. That is five. Well, it's five if you're counting the ice cream parlor. Yeah, and we're not counting Starbucks. Yeah, I'm not counting Starbucks because it's not on Disneyland.go.disney.com uh, page. Yeah, I'm going by yeah, how they list it. So you're saying okay. f- places to buy food are including five. the ice cream shop five, and that's true for ice you as well, Eric. Food. Yeah, right. But that's true for Main Street uh, Magic Kingdom as well. Hmm. But Is which one be better? I can. I will add that at Disneyland you can enjoy a delightful lunch or dinner or possibly breakfast because i know eric likes breakfast at the carnation cafe which is on center street right in the middle of walt disney's childhood marceline colorado (laughs) (laughs) i would like to add the uh that the crystal palace uh at the magic kingdom is a victorian uh glass palace design that was very common in uh, British colonial design from that era. So it evokes a spirit of British colonialism, which means that it serves as a transition point. You can see it on the end of Main Street and it makes sense. And then you can see it from Adventureland and it still makes sense. Oh. Oh, so wow. it's it's hmm. themed to the rest of the theme. Yes, but it's a transitional. <laughs> and if I know one thing about this judge... Is that Natalie said that she was trans- <laughs> <laughs> You got me. Wow. You got me. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Uh, you, um, well, wh- does anyone else have any other things to say about the restaurants? Because I'm just going to judge it as like a whole, just like restaurant experience. Um, well, I will real quick, say, yeah. I, I think, Dan, D- Disneyland does something very similar. They use the same building for the restaurant and for the tiki room. Mm. It does right. a similar transition, same yes. building. Yes, that's true. That's true. That's true. Thank you. In fact, yes, you can see if you're in the Tiki Room or out, if you're outside of inside the Tiki Room, which is Tiki Gardens, <laughs> you can see that transition point, which is either cool or not, depending on how you're looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. But give us an overview. We're uh, running <laughs> run <laughs> long. <laughs> Go ahead, Natalie. Yeah. Okay. So, bo, bo, bo. I mean, like overall... <laughs> Jeez. I mean, I think I'm going to split it. I'm going to split it between like restaurant experience as as they are and then what the restaurants do to the land. So in terms of like, I think which which park does like uses the restaurants to like their 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 greatest like uh, uh, for their placement, like the, how 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 useful they are, how much they contribute to like the, the transitions and everything like that. That's Magic Kingdom. I'm going to give that a point. For Magic Kingdom on that one, in terms of like Orlando, Florida, in terms of quality of food, in terms of variety of food, Disneyland. That's a point. Nice. Excuse me. All right. So our current score, if you're keeping score at home, is 31 points for Disney World, Magic Kingdom's Main Street USA, and 44 points for Disneyland's. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, before we leave restaurants behind, and th- this can be very quick, do you s- still have to do the chili cheese dog hack at Casey's? Uh, I don't know. At uh, Disney World, it's on the menu. 
Okay. Cause I remember it wasn't like when we went together, hmm. you had to order a side of chili. And, oh, well maybe yeah. no, no, it's on the menu. Okay. It's on there. Yeah. So that, um, so entertainment wise, I got Dapper Dan's and maybe marching band. Oh yeah. We gave Dapper Dan's to both or that was a, that was a samesies, but got I it. think the okay. marching band, I don't think you have at Disney world. So attraction. Maybe. I got great moments with Mr. Lincoln, including the park bench. Where <laughs> I already got a point. So many murders. Um, <laughs> the railroad is listed. Uh, Penny Arcade. You got the cinema. You got the fire house, which is oddly an attraction, but still. Uh, horse-drawn carriages. You got the omnibus. You got the fire truck. And if they feel like getting out the jalopy, you got that one, too. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of actually having attractions on Main Street, I think Disneyland has far more attractions. Is that fair, Eric? Disney World used to have an actual uh, attraction. It was the Swan Boats. Oh. That went, oh. From the, that went from the hub uh, into Adventureland and then around the, the Robin, Robinson Tree and way back. That's the most 70s thing that I've yep. ever heard. <laughs> and they were super slow. Is this, is this real or are you joking? I, it's real. I am not. Oh my gosh. It lasted a long time. <laughs> oh my God. What glue sniff- sniffing Imagineer came up with? <laughs> in the hub. There's water here. Get people in it. It's Florida. Hey, they like this crap. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> More flamingos too, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Main Street vehicles are pretty much the same. But that's the only situation. real attraction besides the railroad, right? I uh, yes. Yeah, or you yes. can meet Mickey. That's got to be an attraction, or at least a meet and greet. I suppose if we're going to count, uh, let's yeah, go that's to the website. Go to the website. This is this is how we're going to. If it's, it's an attraction, it's an attraction. But it sounds like Dan, you said there were how many attractions? Five. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. If they're running all the vehicles, and that's mm-hmm. counting the vehicles each as a, an attraction. I would also say, and this is you know, I'm being super like specific with this but i think uh uh magic kingdom has a bit of a leg up just a tiny bit over disneyland and that they have the that like those lawns they put in mm. i think the right. ability to lounge on the ground if you choose mm-hmm. to is huge i think that is you know when it's open obviously it's it's wonderful so i mean i oh god no i mean that's it yeah I, I just think it's a really lovely offering yeah, I think that's also virtue of space, which we sort of kind of argued is an unfair argument. But you're the judge. I think. I think in this case, I I wouldn't argue against it. To be honest, it's useful space. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it is useful. I, I in general, yeah. My my, I don't. I don't. I think you know this, the argument of space is kind of boring because it's like obvious. Like I for me, I, I I like smaller, but like you know that's point of like preference i think more than anything yeah. um but in terms of attractions if ever if everyone has their 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 arguments in i mean i think disneyland gets like you know let's say three points for all their attractions and magic kingdom gets one for those lawns that's really nice 
That's you, Eric. I guess I could. <laughs> <Different> sounds. <laughs> oh, you were about to say something. You inhaled. I was. Um, I was going to say uh, there are officially listed three attractions on Main Street USA at Disney World. The uh, horses, Disney animals, uh, the sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, and the railroad. Those are the three official listed attractions. But it may just be time of you know current climate. But to, so. to the, uh, the point of the, the hub, they recently expanded said hub. And so there's more room. And I think that there's a testament to that space that they could be making money and they used it for flow. And I think that's well done, but he already gave it a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they don't miss, they don't list great moments with Mr. L- Mr. Mickey as an attraction. They do not. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Um, <laughs> it's probably closed. That's Is it closed right now. You're looking at the site. Yes. Uh, I'm, li- I don't see a meet and greet listed. I think again, this is COVID times, but, um, yeah. Oh yeah, we did, and I, I we need to end this at some point. But the magic shop, I feel like, didn't get a whole lot of attention. Should just it's there. They do magic stuff there. It's yep. fun. It's cool. It's got this old timey creepy feel. Uh, there we just to shine a light on. Yeah, it. original wood to the original shop. Yeah, they haven't changed it. Yeah, wow. and uh, another fun fact kind of thing. Walt Disney World's uh, Main Street is actually shorter. This is based on Justin Scard's YouTube. uh, Very, very, very uh, casual measurement. But Walt Disney World's Main Street is actually shorter in length and about as wide in terms of like pavement. Just all right. Is it really? That's fascinating. It feels huge. Right. (laughs) Well, I have one last fun fun fact, I suppose. Go for it. Well, it, actually, no. This is this is slightly longer than than a tiny actually, fun it's fact. Miserable fact. <laughs> yes, it's a fact. <laughs> uh, we're going back to the entertainment aspect, um, Dan. You, we do have uh, Magic Kingdom does have a a marching band, the um, Main Street Philharmonic. They um they started in in two thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same year, we also got the citizens of Main Street USA. Oh God! A bunch of uh, folks who walk around and engage with with the the visitors to their their town. There is Mayor Christopher George Weaver. That's right; they have names. Mm. Socialite guard Olivia Harding, um, and Miss Beatrice B. Starr, who is a women's suffragette. Uh, they are part of the uh, Main Street Thespian Society. There is choir director Victoria Trumpetto, Scoop Sanderson, Main Street Gazette reporter, and fire <laughs> Smokey Miller. They they walk around, they engage with guests. Um, I've seen Scoop and Smokey do a fun um, vaudeville style show with the piano player at Casey's. Um, they engage with uh, they they basically show up in the Plaza Restaurant and engage with uh, diners there. Um, that before, before COVID they were all over the place and it was just, it was a random thing that I hadn't noticed for a while. And then suddenly I, the last few visits I had, um, you know, last year and before were, uh, it was fun to watch them actually interact with people in, in the way that you, I mean, it, I don't know, for some reason it seemed more fun than at Hollywood studios with their street right. character. Yeah. They're a little more obnoxious at Hollywood we studios. In- yeah, you're in a better park. So, um, well, all the characters are from Hugo the Hippo, 
which is a 1975 Burl Ives film. Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh, oh you, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see what um, you did there. Uh, but, but the but fact part that, of the, the fact that everyone accepted it as true yep. is really telling. Yep. I mean, <laughs> given the, the narrative so far this episode with right. all this stuff in the stores, it makes sense. A <laughs> uh, question for Natalie. Um, yeah. Are you regretting the, I have no limit on recording time. Yet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a little tired, but yeah, I like talking about Disneyland. it's okay. Or so Disney, Disney parks. There um, you go. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's all good. All right. Uh, or go ahead. Natalie. Yeah, you have- well, I, I wanted to, to, give a point for those, those street, those uh, characters. I think they do something similar at California adventure. And I think they right. do it really well, it's not, it's not like the obj- obnoxiousness of, uh, at Hollywood studios where it's like little scenes. It's like, it's more organic. It sounds like, and I like that. That's mm-hmm. a point. Orlando, Florida. Nice. So Slightly less organic. I, I just need to finish up on these characters. Okay. Oh, great. Please. Because there's, there's the main street trolley show. Have you seen the Main Street Trolley Show, anybody? Mm-hmm. I yes, I have. It's uh, so it started in it, it's it started when the citizens were first introduced, and essentially during the morning, the trolley uh, the trolley comes out with characters with these characters on it, and they they sing as it goes along, and then they jump off at four different points down Main Street and sing songs. These songs change based on the seasons. There is quite an extensive list. I have that list, but in the interest of time, <laughs> I am not going to do it. Is one of them Suitcase and a Dream? Uh, no, they don't sing Suitcase and a Dream. That, um, that's worth which, like 47 points <laughs> because they don't sing that horrible song. You know, I can't sing that song, but they do string, string, sing Walking Down Main Street USA, Put On Your Sunday Clothes, more traditional um, Main Street type songs yep it's a song it is a uh, song so i like it they did it in paris too it's, there's you can find it in french on spectral radio that's right <laughs> just let the thing be a thing that's one all right so the current score here is 30 Three points for Walt Disney World, 47 points for Disneyland. Do we have any final arguments? I have a lengthy treatise on um, oh, the <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm done. <laughs> you, do you rest your case? I'll mail you my manifesto about okay. <laughs> lack of IP. <laughs> Uh, I was going to do a closing argument if we ended an hour ago, but <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it seems to me that Main Street is critical. It's a must for any Magic Kingdom park. All of them across the the world have a Main Street or Main Street variant, so it's it's incredibly critical to telling the story for the flow, a single point of entry, forced perspective, all the things that we talked about. And, and it, you know, I mean, not, not every park has a New Orleans square, not every magic kingdom has a Liberty square, et cetera. Um, and so, but all of them have a main street and the way these things tell the story, the imagineering, the storytelling behind all of them, the intricate details, the lady in the tramp stamp on the, <laughs> in front of Tony's, uh, you know, any number of things we've just talked about for the last two and a half hours, um, I- I'm sorry, I don't want to make this longer, but I do have a legitimate question that can be very quick. Is Main Street, and I'm not, it's 
just a thought. Is Main Street just underrated or is it actually a very good land? Oh, I think it's just underrated. Okay. But it's severely underrated. Right. Yeah. Right. You walk through it in the morning and on the way out, you go into all the shops and you buy some stuff and you leave. Yeah. It seems like for most, it is simply a, a through point. At least in the, if once they get, you know, in, in the middle of at the beginning of their visit. That's what I, that's what I notice at Disneyland. At least. Yeah. Not a lot of, everyone's just beelining it to the hub, which is understandable. I've, I've been there too. Following the weenie. Yep. 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 So yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, Eric, do you think it's a underrated land or do you think it's a really good land? Uh, well, as part of my closing statement, I would have uh, <laughs> perhaps argued that in Disney World, they were trying to make it into a really great land. Hmm. I think in the discussion today, we may not necessarily agree with all that. Uh, perhaps in early, the early 70s, before we layered on additional story, some quaint nods with, with dates was 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 great, and that's where they could have left it. Um, but uh, yeah, I think they, they made an attempt to to go grander like they did with everything else right. at at the Magic Kingdom. But the Main Street, as we started, does its job and it does it well. Right. I think they both do their job well. And to Eric's point, I think they, they had time and the ability to take what Walt did in 1955, which he did, you know, sort of perfectly and tried to enhance it because they had the opportunity and they were getting a little more detail and Eric detailed that. Perhaps those enhancements were unnecessary and don't really add to the story. Um, so it seems to me that we where we've landed uh, is that Disneyland is the superior, supreme Main Street USA. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me. Welcome to the Superior Resort. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I even came up with the title. Anyway, um, so Natalie, this has really been a lot of fun. I, I know we went into all kinds of rabbit holes, but thank you for your enthusiasm and your judgments were a lot of fun. You introduced the idea of weighing points, which I love, and that will probably continue. And we hope that you come back for another episode. I think that your level of enthusiasm and knowledge really enhance the show. And so maybe we can bring you back for the next land. Yeah, that would be great. I would love that. All right. Mark your calendar. <laughs> I will. And I'll mark, out, I'll mark out four hours just, just for, uh, yeah, I, that's probably a good move. Cause I think the next one is going to be the front frontier land. Oh, almost- that's good. And yeah, Jimmy, I, I just want to say if any of you are looking at your calendars right now and you see, any upcoming birthdays or other events uh, that you would that you're thinking wouldn't it be great if I could send someone a very special gift? Uh, Steve Gutenberg has a cameo. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's a very reasonably priced. Oh my god! Steve Gutenberg's cameo. He's he's not going to stop. Happy anniversary. Any anything. And yeah, he's not going to stop until Steve Gutenberg comes on this show. all right so uh, we encourage everybody to go visit disnerland.com that's d-i-s-n-e-r-l-a-n-d uh there's a lot of fun things to do obviously you can if you like some of these posters and things you can buy them on a keychain maybe or you can buy them on a t-shirt no Uh, keychains no keychains no keychains only (laughs) t-shirts and posters full-size posters really really a lot of fun Uh, hopefully you guys learn more about it and uh natalie thank you so much for coming Uh, Make sure to listen to our other shows, Ears Up, Ears Up In Depth. 
scraping the vault and banter beskar and bantha milk also make sure to listen to spectral radio where you can listen to disney theme park music from around the world they have the around the world tuesdays where they play uh, theme park music from all the parks around the world it's a lot of fun if you like disney parks it is a great station they also play music from movies that's spectralradio.us and please contact us at jimmy at earsup-podcast.com, Dan at earsup-podcast.com, Eric at ejohnson at concierge.com, and Natalie, how can people reach you? Well, uh, let's see. Disneyland is on Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr, all at Disneyland, D-I-S-N-E-R-L-A-N-D. We have a T public, same spelling. We also have a Etsy store we just launched where I'm going to be having some more pins and also that map I was talking about earlier. And also you can find me just as me at NN makes on Twitter. That's M A K E S. That's correct. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Natalie. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> if you dare to come back, you were very welcome. Oh, I dare. I dare. <laughs> All right. Uh, on behalf of uh, Eric, Christy and Dan, thank you for listening. Be good to each other and we'll see you real soon. I just still haven't figured out the outro. I don't, have a, I don't have a button. Like, I need a button. Can't say see in the parks. It's been taken. What's it like to be Mickey's dog? Have you ever thought about that? If you're Eric, Eric, have you ever thought about what it's like to be Mickey's dog? Yes. <laughs> all right i'll just show myself out there (laughs) all right well thanks for stopping by michael mcdonald (laughs) Uh, yep (laughs) that's it